This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusion X, and joining me today, we have Zanidra and Barin. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> so uh, she's, she's not gonna say anything. She's just gonna like. It was I'm like just, I was wondering if you were gonna say anything. You did like your little like salute, and I was like, okay. The audio, <laughs> like the people that download the audio, are gonna be like, so is he there or what? What happened? Or like just gonna do sign language um, for the show. <laughs> oh man, that'd be nuts. Um, I actually saw real- how to say nice to meet you the other day, and I forget. It would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. Oh, well. All right, episode Can't 90, look all. forward to it. <laughs> yeah, so episode 90, about episode 90. Um, if you guys remember way back in like September, so I'm talking like way back, um, we put out a call asking for applications for new hosts. Um, we have narrowed it down to the final two, uh, and they both got in. So uh, hopefully next episode we are going to have them joining us for the first time, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, Also, if you didn't catch our last episode, um, we sat down and talked to Susan Calloway. Susan Calloway, she's super nice. She was really impressive. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You can tell tell she's running on, on like, no sleep. She's just (laughs) loopy. All right. <laughs> so we talked to her uh, about her artist's cut of answers. Uh, make sure to check that out uh, up on the website, YouTube, all that stuff. If you want to check that out. Um, going into news here, uh, the big piece of news right here uh, on March 11th, Elysium was world first clear for Midas Savage. That's impressive. That's really That's exciting too. Than uh, Gordius. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. I think that was so also cool one of the else. problems with Gordius. I mean, because you you factor in. Not just the 3.0 leveling and all of the, that. I mean, there was a lot of things. Plus, I think the, the other factor was they also somewhat delayed it. So they had... Yeah, they did. They had but seven. I mean, uh, yeah. just from, from release of Gordius until okay. they beat it, it was longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well I think that, yeah, that, you know, Alexander 3, man, Gordius 3 was, was rough. So, uh, but yeah, so they beat it. So big shout out to Elysium. Grats on that. Um it's it's about how long Yoshida said they thought it would take um, mm-hmm. for for time to completion. So that's that's nice at least, right? They're like, all right, maybe it should take players like this amount of time, and that's roughly what it was. So that's that's It'd good. Kind of, I kind of <laughs> always wondered if that would be something that they would have like written down and they could like open it up in the envelope and, and show everybody because it's like, okay, somebody beats it and they're like, <laughs> no, really, we, we said it would take this long. See, we like, have it in the envelope. Exactly it's what proof. we thought was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> Rather than it's like, man, eh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I, you know. oh, <laughs> Things that will never happen. Also in uh, news this week, um, there is going to be a crossover between Final Fantasy XIV and everybody's favorite westernized MMO, <laughs> Fantasy Star Online 2. Are if you haven't you played it, it's, Are you you know, it's incredible. Sarkis, uh, I own Sarkis. I own like all the copies of uh, in, I still, in the, I still have the West. I still have a, a, a Fantasy Star Online two mouse pad from like PAX in like what twenty fourteen <laughs> or twenty thirteen. If I had known, I would never have used it because it's kind of worn down now. I should have like framed it and put it up on eBay for millions of dollars. Um, so PS two is gonna PS two PSO two. Wow. 
Whoa. Um, they're going to get uh, some Kote costumes, and uh, they're going to get the Odin fight, Earth's Fallout, yeah. which looks like it's, they just they took it right out of 14. It, I mean, the mechanics, yeah. the little AOE circles, everything is in PSO2, which is really cool. Um, it's fascinating, yeah. Yeah, jumping a little bit into the live letter just because it, it fit here, um, we want to mention, too, that they did talk about it during the live letter today, and they said that no decision has been made yet about um, Fantasy Star stuff coming into 14, um, mm-hmm. mostly because of just, you know, the way that their development schedule works. They just they plan for the long term, and then, like, this just kind of popped up. Um, and well, It, it makes sense that it's, oh, like, yeah. you know, like, they have to put resources on it to bring... to to make it in the world. It's not like I think Sega's going to be like, here, have this development it's like, team. That's... It's like we can either release 4.0 on time or we can put it off for two months so we can include a mini event for Fantasy Star Online 2. Yeah, which I'll, isn't I'll even out like, in the West. And considering how long it takes them to actually develop content, I would I would guess that if we we're going to see any kind of uh, PSO2 uh, crossover, it would be sometime in the 4.x patch series. Unless for some reason it became, you know, like a, a high priority for them. It's hard to hard to say. Um, yeah. But but what Yoshida did say um, was that the quality of Odin uh, in Fantasy Star Online Two was really great, and so that they want to they want to return with something great mm-hmm. in fourteen as well. That'd so who exciting. knows? Who knows? Might what be we'll the, get. It might be the closest we ever get to PSO two in the West. Maybe 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 Square should just publish Fantasy Star Online Two for the West and be like, here you go, <laughs> enjoy. It now fits, right? <laughs> You've waited forever for this. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in news this week, there was an interview uh, with voice actress Laura Post um, posted up online. Um, interesting little little fun fact for you: the voice of Moon Brita was a GM. Mm-hmm. Um, she GM'd uh- for. She was a senior GM for uh, for eleven and fourteen. So there's a decent chance that you know if if you had some some in game disputes or you got stuck somewhere, Moon Brita might have helped you. So that's. It's your fun fact for the day. <laughs> that was really interesting. That yeah, that is really interesting, and I I think when I read it, it was that they didn't even realize that she was a, a yeah. I mean, it was a normal when she got it was the a normal um, mm-hmm. like tryout process uh, and everything, and then afterwards they're like, oh, okay, yeah, interesting. Why not? So yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, there's a free login campaign going on right now. Um, until uh, April 13th, sorry. April 13th, um, it's a 96-hour free login campaign. Um, And so how that's going to work is once you start, the day you log in, it's four days. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it'll end at uh, 11.59 p.m. of the fourth day. So log in early on that first day if you want to make the most of that. Or just, you know, (laughs) sub. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, sub uh, after I would say is like you know yeah. get the four get your you know up get your updates or just going, or just you know days. join in get your patch stuff done and then come yep. back when they do the next one. I you know <laughs> if that's if that's how you want to roll. Um, also, we have Hatching Tide going on right now. Um, that's going to end. Who loves those uh, mini on games? The, uh, the only you know, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. I, I did appreciate like the variety, but I only ended up doing the egg one that you have to like the wait for it to come one? by. Because yeah, I like, the ones that were kept moving back and forth, and I was like, "Oh gosh, you know, it, it's like it just took me a couple tries." And it was that was the one that I was like, "I'm never doing this one again." <laughs> my you know, it's, my it's, friend and his girlfriend live together, and they both play the game, and they help each other. Uh, he would count two of the colors on his hands, and she would count the other two colors on her hands, and that's how they got it done. I had a piece of Seriously. paper, and then that last one went by so quick, and was like, <laughs> "I, I just guess." That's guessed. my piece of paper right there. 
I did. I, like, I, did, I had to guess uh, on the last one, and I totally nailed it too. I got real lucky. That's how I remembered it. Yeah, I got so, real lucky because it, it was unfortunate. Like if like I'm, you know, you can't really even see the squiggles, but it's like I try. I put the the color columns up here at the top, and then I tried <laughs> yes. to watch and scribble, and then I look down, and I go, "Damn it!" You know, <laughs> it's like I didn't even mark the right area. Yeah, that last one that went by so quick, I couldn't like look and and jot it down quick enough, so I just guessed, and I, I totally got it right. So that was really lucky because that would have been a pain to do um for that that one where the egg is rolling around though i uh i totally i busted out my hermes shoes oh smart. remember those yes <laughs> i'm sitting there trying to run after it i was like wait a minute barn? i would you know, i do like i found that it was you know like i, I would forgot about, i, I forgot about that a ton with that thing because i was like oh okay i see it there the next I would just run the opposite way. Is, is the Lancers because it it does kind of a giant circle, so you have a yeah. I would just I would just run against it, and then when I saw it, I would start running. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was yes, tricky. Yeah. I got my my giant tower of eggs, so that's all oh, I cared good. about. I didn't care about the eggs tower. I wanted the song. oh, and the and the music just, roll. Yeah, yeah. I want I went for the scroll because it's like you know everybody was like oh yeah you know the orchestrion and all that and I was like okay, but then I bought one and then I was like oh man this is great. I was like, man, it'll be so cool to like troll my FC with this, and I'm like, well, wait, there's like not really anybody in the FC, but whatever. Oh, yeah. So that's all good. <laughs> um, go ahead and here we'll move into the letter from the producer live from earlier today. Um, mm -hmm. We're not going to read through every single uh, question. Some of them are kind of boring. You're uh, welcome. But we are going to highlight some of the cooler that? ones. Uh, Summoner Eggy Glamours. That was something they talked about yes. a while ago. Um, cause you know, people want their, you know, Leviathan and Ramu eggies and that's mm -hmm. way too much work to add them as completely different things. So they're going to glamor them. Um, it's apparently a lot more work than they thought, but, uh, we're going to start getting those one patch at a time, uh, starting which with patch, uh, 3.4. I was like so happy to hear this. Or... Um, I, it could I be. guess. I'm wondering or if sub -patch. we might see like, you know, a couple at, at one time, like a, a front, I don't know, but. Regardless, this is exciting news. I, I, you know, every every patch that's you know, like I've always been like, uh, there's there's a thread on the forums like, hey, any update on this? Is it this <laughs> patch? Talked no. About it. Is it this and, patch? No. <laughs> and I and I'm fine with the fact that they're just kind of glamorous because you really kind of have your three, you, you know, your utility. You have a tank, you have a, a physical, and you have a magical. You mm. know, and it's like, okay, well, we don't. I don't think summer really needs to get all like that specific and people you know as somebody who main summoner people you know feel free to disagree with me but i've always wanted like i want my carbuncles back i want you know i want yeah. this, the, the new uh summons like i, I want to have that option to kind of you know use the which ones i want to use when you know when i want to use them i want what i want dang um so i'm actually <laughs> excited about it at least this is news i mean in the sense that 3.4 great you know it's not it's not forgotten, and I think um, even with every patch, it'll be exciting because it will be what new summon are we getting? You know, uh, right. you know this patch. And the if first one's going to be like the the one that people wanted the least or something, right? It'll be yeah. like here's here's Carbuncle. It's like okay, what oh. about like I think Ramu a lot of people actually or... want their Carbuncle. Carbuncle again. probably would be higher up. Um, maybe I don't know. I, I think a lot of people would want Ramu anyway, just for the beard. But there you go. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's a good poll. Like, well, see, for some of these though, they already want... have they already have like the eggy model, right? Like, I mean, they're you know they show up as ads in the Ramu fight. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of like animations and stuff. I'd love a new like an eggy Bismarck. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, like a little whale. Right. <laughs> a little little fail whale that's like following you around. 
Yeah, um, Alphanos Ruby Carbuncle. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, maybe. We'll see. One of these days. Um, they are looking at parry a lot of tanks out there right now, especially with, with melding, now that we can meld uh, Tome mm-hmm. Gear and Alexander Gear. Um, there's a lot of people who are like, what should I meld? And people are like, what about Not parry? Very. And it's like, <laughs> why would you meld parry? Um, and so Yoshida said that large-scale adjustments are necessary for parry, um, and they're going to look into doing this in either patch 3.4, when the level uh, eye level increases again, mm-hmm. or in patch 4.0 yeah so Um, it's interesting in here it's interesting in here right because and and, you know it's funny me and brian were talking about this earlier i'm like but why not why not 3.5 it's either 3.4 or 4.0 why not 3.5 does this mean that 3.4 is the last three you know 3.x patch well it can't be because where's the third tier of void art gonna go then yeah right that needs to be in 3.5 you only get two this time i don't know we did. No, I, I don't mean there's I don't a think it's that. There? I think it's just a. I think it's just a matter when you th- when you when you factor it into kind of the, the resources and schedule scheduling. So it's that mm-hmm. you've got multiple teams all working on things for months, you know, before oh, yeah. that. So your 3.4 team who is working on it will try to get it on their schedule, and if they don't make it, they're going to be you know shifted into the 4.0 because you already have another team running the 3.5 so it 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 becomes difficult and and it's not impossible but it becomes difficult to shift um some of that code because you still got a mic anyway it's like sorry we could either we could either make parrying relevant or we could add a fancy star online to event yeah exactly what do you want it's like man that's uh, that's a hard hard that's a tough call that is the pso2 question (laughs) um with uh, patch 3.25, and that's going to be coming next week. A lot of people were waiting for that for uh, first season for the feast to start. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to start with the patch. Um, it'll start about two weeks after uh, 3.25 so that they can address the feedback. They're going to be reducing the feast match times, reducing the walls uh, that disturb the line of sight for people, uh, increase Hi. the frequency of appearance for the well, adrenaline rush uh, box and make it easier it, a to a lot destroy. of it is that you, you feel like the you know walls breaking up line of sight you know is is it it so matches will go quicker way to go all right what would you what? Like, why? <laughs> i saw those walls <laughs> they got me killed well you know and it's like, like they I, kept I don't me alive. i haven't haven't had an issue with there the walls go. like personally but i know that's a lot of feedback that that people have had so the uh, with these adjustments, because they also said Dark Knight adjustments, Machinist adjustments. Yeah. Um, they're making and they're redu- like you said, reducing match times. It makes sense that they're postponing the 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 uh, the season, the start of the first season, um, to kind of take into any kind of feedback because if if something is broken with these changes, they're gonna they're gonna need to make changes. Yeah. And so that will be. I, I think it, that it's fair. It's 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 a bummer because I'm I'm looking forward to the season, uh, starting. Because um, I, I really, uh, you know, love what they've done with the feast, but we'll talk about that. It's you know. it's kind of nice because it's, and not to say that they they haven't cared about other content, mm-hmm. but if you look at you know like Triple Triad or you know Lord of Verminion like tournaments, mm-hmm. they just kind of like put it out there and it's you know people do win trading and all that kind of crap and you yeah. know whatever. But with with the feast, they want it to they want to you know make it fair for everybody, so that's kind of nice. Um, so that'll be three weeks, give or take, uh, for yeah. season one to start. Should be. Should um, be let's see. Um, 
people asked about uh, having a PvP hotbar. So, you know, if we have our gear sets now, maybe have it so you can have your PvP hotbar and then your PvE hotbar. Um, they have to look into that. Um, they, you know, are, they know a lot of people are wanting it. Uh, but they said that in patch 3.3, you can store the point allotments for your PvP actions in a set. So that way, if you switch jobs in PvP or whatever, you don't need to go through. It's like, all right, how many points mm-hmm. did I have in this one? How many points? It's just, it's there. And, and, and the, the only the only time that you get a benefit for that right now is obviously if you've got, like, your points into Purify, which is going <laughs> to, yeah, which is, like, right. across all the jobs. But this is awesome because as somebody, like, they made the changes um, to casters, you know, on like with the 3.22 or something like that. And um, with that change, it's like, oh, I'm going to play a caster. And so like, I have my Dark Knight. I've got, you know, Paladin. I'm taking in casters. And it's like every time I'm like, all right, got to go, you know, just, switch, just hit random. Be like, I don't know, whatever. Like, I'll just put it all into strength on my summoner and just <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Guys, I'm really strong. I'm going to whack him with this book and we're going to win. Death by books. <laughs> Um, they also talked, um, about the ability to have different UI setups. I know a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're a healer, you move the party list or whatever, kind of closer to where your hot bar is. So it's easier to, to click people to target up for heals and stuff. Um, with patch 3.3, um, they're going to make it so that players can store, uh, they hope up to three different layouts, probably, you know, like one for each role. You can't um, find which... your F7 without looking at your keyboard. <laughs> but it's 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 so far away from your left hand, right? You gotta like, or from you your know what I mean. Pad. Some people, some people, <laughs> they like all their keys they're using like right around their WASD, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for F seven, that's a bit of a reach. What Don't if you play hit the wrong? Let's see, or maybe the you know, whatever. Like, Ouch. I'm good. Um, <laughs> you just sound that's like mad nice. at it. Whatever. My God. <laughs> the uh, the PvP hotbar I think makes sense. It, it's something that I've I, like wanted for a while because it said yeah. you know you might want a different layout or structure. And for, in my opinion, I always kind of thought that they might you know just like you have sharing and things like that you can set on your hotbars and you know and your cross hotbar. That I was like, well, maybe you just mark one as PvP so that when you're in PvP, it becomes these are the hotbars that you have access yeah. to. But um, I don't. Yeah, I, I think that it's good they're looking into it as far as execution. I mean, it's. It's more obviously that's more of quality of life. It's it's not going to prevent anybody you know from uh, mm-hmm. doing PvP or anything like that. But the PvP allocation thing is is really absolutely nice. huge, yeah. and it's exciting to see that it's actually three three, as opposed to you know four point oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like please look forward to it. Okay, I know my my PvP actions right now on my my dragoon is just like. It's just, you know, it, they're on my normal hotbar, and it's just kind of like, all right, um, I have some spaces over here. I guess I'll just, like, throw them over here and, <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. There's a way um, for me on Bard, but on Astrologian, I have almost an empty bar, so. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, Plus, Astrologian's really spot. fun. If I could, are you, if I are you liking PvP it, or are you being sarcastic? Nice. No, I like it. I like okay. it in PvP. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like Astro. Terrible. Good, Astro's fun. And it's really good for PvP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got that yeah, light speed, man. It's so, like, well, and now, have you played since they made the, uh, with the 2-2 uh, patch yeah. where you can actually cast yeah. <laughs> without having to either, we'll, like, We'll, uh, we'll get into that. Or, we'll yeah, get into we'll, that. We'll dive into that more after the letter. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got uh, opinions. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, new uh, Disciple of Hand and Land gear is coming. Uh, item level increase for patch 3.3. For uh, Disciple of Hand specifically, they said that there's going to be a new set of equipment that you'll be able to get, and it will be shared class. 
which means that's what I was waiting for. Yay, inventory you only space. Need one stat. Yeah, it's gonna be help so until be they, nice. you know, do what they also talked about. Doing yeah, with the it's basically you're gonna need to get this in order to make the new equipment. So it's mm. it's a stepping stone, but um, it you know kind of reminds me of back in in two point two point four two point five the uh, there was that gear you could get with the um, chocobo on it. Or the artisans. It was all called artisans. The artisans. There was the ones. There was the ones you could get with like the turn in items too. Mm-hmm. You know, every 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 couple patches they have that, that was the shiny kind of like here's the gear the that you can use artisans. on all your on your jobs and yeah. So I, I like when they do that. Um, new uh, red script equipment is going to be updated, or red script equipment will be updated. I don't know if it's new stuff or if they're tweaking stuff. I who knows. Um, updated new- seems to guess at new. <laughs> New Just well, maybe. it's red script equipment will be updated. It's not well, new. It, new I, will be added. It's red script equipment will be updated. So maybe the current stuff will. I don't know. Maybe the list well, gets updated with new I think, items. I don't know I think how. The reason why they say updated is that it doesn't sound like they're introducing a new type of script, but rather that they're just no, no. It's it's red thing. script equipment. So it's right. there's either the things that you can currently get with red scripts are being upgraded or there are new items and the list of purchasable items is being updated. Mm-hmm. The wording on that, is, that uh, isn't clear. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, new equipment is yeah, coming to patch 3.4 um, and so you'll need this new uh, set to craft that. Um, they're also, I love this, considering uh, reducing the reuse time on cordials, which is so great. Yeah, that'd be a now, huge now if they could make them easier to get, that would be fantastic. <laughs> They're easy to get. Leaves and stuff, right? The high ones aren't, but the regular cordials are mm-hmm. FC or Grand Company. Oh, can you get them from Grand Company? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. The, well, um, yeah, darn. The, I've I've been still hitting up like the um like the umbral rocks and crap when I get soils, and I've been yeah. buying them with those. No, there you can get them with no your idea. Grand Company points. Man. I see. I can't do that though because I need ventures. <laughs> ventures well, take a, you can have a higher priority than cordials. Ventures. It's no, uh, you don't get a, ventures. You get, paper, the, rock, scissors, you get the materia you just now, have Brian. To pick your priority. Yeah, but you can get a venture and a materia. Can you? Yeah, you trade in the thing, the little uh, currency no, for a relic. You, you get. Uh, you don't get a venture and materia. You get the the beast. Oh uh, well, no. Yeah, I need the, see, I need the relic though. Venture. I need the relic though. You're not done with your relic yet. No. No, I'm not. I'm three-fourths of the way done with my second one. Wow. Have you... This is why you're so tired and haven't gotten any sleep. No, I had to rescue my mom. <laughs> she would have been completely done with her other relic if she had not rescued her mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thanks, mom. Wow. Slow me down. Oh, Slow man. me down. Uh, they are going to add ways to obtain grade 5 crafting material in patch 3.3. They didn't say if that would apply to gathering materia, but I would assume that they would have something I, I think that goes hand in hand. Well. And as yeah. somebody who's predicting the future of the market, sell! Sell now! <laughs> right. If you're holding on to it. Materia market has just been completely all over the place since the patch. I have, I have made so much money. It's nice. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Square. <laughs> <Cha-ching>. <laughs> um... Uh, talking about the orchestrian, they um, cannot set the music as a BGM right away because of how things are uh, coded, I guess. But they are looking at making adjustments for that. Yay! I really, really hope that 
they introduced it with that in mind as a plan, meaning they looked at it and they're like, well, technically I don't know why, it's going why to take wouldn't a long have. time to make it BGM, but we can release it and make it kind of a sound object and we can do that sooner and so that they have it. So I'm like, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it was it, it, the reason why it isn't BGM is because of some technical limitation um, yeah. rather than, oh, people really, you know, they, they want to really hear it. It really should have they... been BGM to begin with. Right. So well, what I'm saying is that maybe maybe they couldn't to make it BGM soon to and begin they, yeah. with, it pushed it like two patches down the road. Maybe. I'm just saying like, yeah, we can collect the sounds now and then they can they can address the technical hurdle down the road. Maybe. Uh, you know, I don't know. Who yeah. knows? But that's my that's my two cents. Um, they are also looking at a shuffle feature for the orchestrion, which is weird. I don't know how that's going to work, right? Like because the way that the roles are attributed to characters and not the orchestrion Maybe itself. You just go down your list and pick several. Yeah, that might that might be it. Uh, new Scholasticate quest is coming in patch three point four. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a bit of a gap. Um, Similarly, uh, they were talking about Hildebrand. Hildebrand is going to get new quests with each patch, but um, they did say they had a lot of feedback talking about how short the last ones were, and so they told Lily to, quote, try and do what you can, which is so reassuring with with how long the new ones are going to be. So just just make a whole bunch of, like, fetch quests in it and draw it out, and then people won't say they're short. <laughs> but then they'll say, that, that like, worries it's me. pointless quests. That really it- worries me. It, because, I, I, I mean, Hildebrand was two quests. Hildebrand was two quests. We don't get Scholastic it for another... Until 3-4. Three, four. Until 3-4, three, which is a two-patch gap for a side yeah. quest. Yeah. Um, un- unless, I mean, given, given you know, some of the characters in that, maybe Hildebrand and, that and the Scholastic are going to, you know, um, cross over each other. But it's that's that's weird. It's like they have no budget for side quests or something. I don't know. That's really strange so, to me. I, I would, I would love to see like some kind of behind-the-scenes documentary Apparently. or something. Right? There's like one guy <laughs> in a corner that's in charge of like Hildebrand. It's not all that like you know unfeasible that no. they were running both, and so I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just it's it's unfortunate, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see if the the lead you know <laughs> does what they can and <laughs> to make the quest longer. I don't know. Um, the Warring Triad, this is another weird kind of answer. Um, people are asking why it's not part of the main scenario, um, given that you know primals were in 2.x. Um, they said it was removed from the main scenario uh, story so that the extreme version could be challenged right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say that um, players run into the Garlean Empire, so it's not unrelated from a story standpoint. But it is. It's completely unrelated from from a main scenario standpoint it's a it's completely out of the main scenario mm-hmm. the um what, what i'm wondering what they might do is what they ended up doing with the ifrit hard titan hard and uh garuda hard where if you hadn't run them and then we only found this out with a couple of new players that but when when you get to 2.4 you have to have completed those three uh, and they're not those hard modes aren't a part of the, the the story and so you have to go complete those which kind of forces it to be completed to can advance the main story and so we might see something like that done here where okay you get to a, a certain point in the main story and it's like oh you need to complete it's, this, it seems you know, this side story though, it seems it's... more side questy than the scholastic and hildebrand anyway yeah but it's it's weird though that 
the idea of okay, it's it's a side quest. But now for the main story, you need to have done side quests. Well, if we needed to have them required, why didn't you just put them in the damn main scenario to begin with? Like, I don't necessarily agree with the reason for that. They could so they could have challenged the extreme mode right away. It's like I I didn't think it was people people that are going to be into that content are going to be caught up with the main scenario, and two hours after the patch drops, they'll be able to access it anyway. So I don't see why that's yeah a big factor. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It will be interesting to see how it plays out because there is still that, you know, precedence where it was Ifrit, Garuda, and Titan hard mode that had to be completed to advance the main story um, past 2.4. And so I don't know if if they're going to do something like that. I guess, and a lot of it depends on the direction of the the narrative, Mm -hmm. too. I mean, we know... You know the Dragon Song War is going to be winding down a little bit. I'm assuming my big my big thought is it's going to start focus on the Empire and then we'll go Alamigo for 4.0 and that's you know it'll go in that. It's direction. got to. It's got to. But but yeah. how how the Warring Triad plays into that, I, I have no idea. I would have thought originally that it would it would have had a really big impact, but then it's a side quest, which is I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense if it's if it we'll, if it we'll is going to be the important. First guy, you'll see how it relates later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, I mean, the we, way it relates is that it's in Nazi's law, which is part of the main scenario. Mm-hmm. You need the triad. You need all three to complete. You know that that thing. So, really, what, if you think about it, three, three, you know, three, four, kind of, you know, kind of might start to, I don't know, connect that stuff. Who knows? Yeah, Who I don't knows? know. It's one. It, again, though, it's like one of those things. If it's that important, just keep it in the main scenario. That way, people mm-hmm. have to do it. Yeah, get a I side think, quest, and then people have to play catch up after the fact or but, something. I'll be I'll be the counterpoint. I don't really have a point, but I disagree. <laughs> I'll be a counterpoint. I'm just gonna go in whatever direction and I mean it doesn't bother me. Sure, uh, I like I... to associate myself with people who just agree with me. So okay. see it, okay. it doesn't bother me right now. It will bother me in two patches depending on where that story goes and if it intersects with the main scenario. It doesn't it doesn't bother me that there are things outside of the linear main story. Like right. I I appreciate the fact that there are big, interesting stories outside of the main mm-hmm. story. Like well, technically, kinda, technically, yeah. Alexander is outside of the main story. I don't actually find Alexander that interesting up until the very no. last cutscene of the Alexander current. Alexander is but, so boring. But the last cutscene is interesting. I, I, actually I apologize if me. there's like writers or something listening. <laughs> I have never been so bored, and I think part of that is just because of how big of a deal the Binding Coil was. I've had a lot of people tell me that they've been skipping the cutscenes, and oh, yeah. I could see doing that. But the very last cutscene, I actually anything. found the last interesting. Is interesting. There's yeah. a point oh three percent chance that don't skip that one, everyone. No one skipped. You that really one. don't have to watch anything up to then. Yeah, <laughs> don't skip that yeah, one. It's just, that, that's it's, where it can be interesting, and you know, so hopefully they're they're able to bring it together. And you're right, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, Zinidra, where you're talking about, yeah, it's really cool that there's these big narratives that are going outside of the main story quests. Um, it's going to be real interesting, kind of like our, our same kind of similar discussion that we've had regarding Hildebrand and the Scholasticate. Like, are they going to weave those in together somehow? And it's it's going to be it's a challenge narratively, and you know, obviously that's going to be um, something they're going to have to figure out what makes the most sense. But um, yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm interested. I, I mean, to be able to there's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff weaving in and out, or, mm-hmm. or potentially able to weave in and out. Black Sun um, and, Rising in the chat kind of making a note on that, though, is that I don't find, like him, the goblins, you know, he says they aren't particularly gripping as villains. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's like, I don't Dude's know. Dude's got a cat. How is that not, like, awesome? 
I hate that cat. Okay, and and in 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 uh, what is it? Uh, seven, right? You gotta you have to mm-hmm. stop the cat from loving mm-hmm. his master. Yep. You have to break that cat's heart, <laughs> and that is just terrible. We're terrible the people. Incre- incredible fight. Uh, That's my me. least favorite yeah. fight. Yeah. Like I love before. I love the other ones. I mean, it's it's great mechanically. There's all kinds of things going on. Um, but you want to, you know, it's like at this point, you're hoping that everybody knows what they're doing and you're not trying to teach anybody because that could be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to, to storyline too, we were talking about how, um, you know, if, if things like worrying Triad are going to weave back into the main scenario. Another thing to consider too is, uh, 4.0 cause 4.0 is not going to have a story gate on it. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's kind of its own thing. But then when does it take place? How are the Scions going to be involved? Because they're kind of in everything. Um, I mean, that's I think that's probably the biggest challenge. Not just like, you know, oh, these boring triads and we can mention them later in the main scenario or something once more stuff in As Is Law happens. But with with 4.0, that's, that's kind of a bigger deal. So I'm really curious to see... Um, how they're going to approach that mm-hmm. but. yeah because obviously the garleans and anybody who isn't well aware of the reason why they were interested in the primals um they want to use them as giant batteries and so if they were able to perfect that from the you know the allegans that should have an impact on 4.0 because imagine their machines you know powered by you know summons yeah. and that'd be that's awesome <laughs> yeah, not not that they have a really great track record of that. I mean, given given the the Citadel and and you know Silver Tier and <laughs> gotta break go and tap eggs. into this underground etheric seal and oh hey there's a big dragon and all our ships blew up. Whoops, our oh. bad. <laughs> Let's uh, call down the moon. The Emperor's like, like I just paid that off and you you just you blew it up. <laughs> great. It's like the robot chicken, the the Star Wars robot chicken. What do you mean they blew up the Death Star? Yeah, we had to just build another one. You know how much it's going to cost? <laughs> oh, oh, the Agrius. Rest in peace. Um, the Gold Saucer in patch 3.25, which is coming next week here, uh, they're going to increase the Challenge Log MGP rewards. Good. Woo! I don't think I've ever hit an MGP reward from the Challenge Log yet. It's it's pretty Ooh, easy. You just need to like when you go for like your daily like mini cactpot, just go and like play the games for like five min- five or ten minutes, and you'll get a few extra thousand MGP. Play a couple a week triple triad matches with your friend. That I just that I can see myself doing because it's out in the open world. But you know, it's like, oh, do I really yeah. want to go to the the gold saucer today? Like, I, I wish they yes. would bring out more Every of those features. Every day you want to go to the gold saucer. I pretty much only go when I get a card from PVE content. I, I've, I already been, have. I've been hoarding all my cards. Great, another brute justice card. Let me go get my five trade. MGP. I go every day. Actually, to get the, I felt like a jerk. Card. I lauded on the echidna card from. <laughs> you already had it. Yeah. Yeah. That was you. <laughs> that's that's a problem too with like the uh, the orchestrian rolls now in the uh, crystal tower is people even if they've already gotten them it's well see that's that's what makes it such a pain in the ass is it takes forever to get into the crystal tower and then when you do somebody else will win the lot on the roll if it pops and it's just they they need to do something for crystal tower cubes I don't know what it is but uh, they are they atrocious have a lot, they, there's a lot of you things get seven they friends. Do. And it's yeah that get seven can, friends and then hope that they have like to... a party like two other full parties of friends and then you all just queue up together. 
that's, well, that's not right. Well, I mean, right. if we want to, if we want to jump down, you know, talk. They talk about like what's this called thing called a grand company platoon in the live letter, and it's a couple notes down, like on our outline. But essentially, it's the idea that you can have other companions that can go adventure with you. Um, what would be particularly interesting because you can form an alliance is that imagine, like, okay, you and you know six other friends decide to form an alliance. And all of y'all are bringing in some of your companions, and then you're gonna go try to challenge the Crystal Tower at that point. Oh, Obviously, you know, we totally, we totally skipped over one. We did and while I, you were I, talking I, about I, that, I, yeah, because I don't, I don't think the it. platoon is gonna work into that. They're gonna add a it raid finder in three point three. Yeah, that's finder? what we need—a raid finder. It's a cross-server raid finder. Oh, yeah. So he and talked talking about, about that like around yeah. three one because one of the problems we were having, especially with how challenging the DPS checks were with Gordius, is that there you know, people were transferring servers to go find more you know populated servers that were more into the rate. You know this. The I can't find a static. Racing. I'm going to world transfer. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, and that's what yeah. that's what the problem. Is. So a cross server raid finder, and they said it's you know he's targeting it for three three, um, you know. And so then they're gonna I mean, they're gonna make a cross world party finder later. They're on trying to uh, make Reddit that. useless. What you say? <laughs> so they're trying to make Reddit useless. Good. <laughs> the um, what will be interesting is that as they start to do that, if we start seeing uh, a less of a hard blurring between actual servers and we end up getting this really more like massive data center that'd be nice um, i really like that about games like guild wars 2 mm -hmm. it's very yeah. easy to just go from server to server yeah mm -hmm. well i mean they, they mentioned that cross world party finder so that's pretty cool i mean obviously the they don't, they don't have any details world. about that mm -hmm. um but you know duty finder is already cross world but a party finder would be really cool um but the while the platoon you know back to kind of that other point might not actually be something for that kind of content um they need to still put in some uh, incentives to do crystal tower and, and older content yeah. whether that's a, a roulette that's specific for you know 24 man content or kind of like if y'all remember that weekly quest before 3.0 came out yeah. making it relevant um just to say here is some upgrade materials and things that you know you can get. I would get do Crystal Tower if they gave me a tier five materia. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it would just hey, here's an option, and I think it would, again, it's that proper incentive to go because it's great content. Like the Crystal Tower is a lot of fun, and me and some of my uh, free company uh, members have been like, well, yeah, we, it sounds fun, but we don't want to go deal with the queue and all that because you know, okay, we don't really need from anything from it right now. But dropping in a grade five Matera or a couple other things. Yeah, you would. I think you would see um, at least some more interest pick up in and it. It's, yeah, and I, I think it's important too when we we talk about making it relevant. It's it's not that it needs to be relevant for the level of content it is because it is. You can go ahead and you get you know you can get gear and everything. It needs mm -hmm. to be relevant for those players that are past it so that they can go back. I mean that's that's what Final Fantasy fourteen does is it makes older content relevant for high level players so they go back into it and newer mm -hmm. players can get into it. And that's but what we they hate really it. need to do. For yeah, they do that we with do. everything except for Binding Coil and Crystal Tower. No, they did Binding Coil. If you what want you the diable gear now, you have to go back into Binding oh, right. Coil. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, then I, I stand corrected. I was thinking more of that, like of a roulette. Crystal Tower Glamour gear. Like, Everybody will be going in. There we go. Problem solved. No. No. Most of that gear is not <laughs> I don't pretty. like the. I don't really Some like of it's the pretty cool. the Crystal World Tower. Of Some of it is. Uh, like yeah, a lot World of the World Darkness and the first one, the Labyrinth of the Agents, I like. Oh, no, the Circus Tower gear is terrible. Like boss, boss mascot like the void gear. Either I'm not a fan of the void arc, and I'm not a fan no. of the 
of the uh, the Ifrit uh, t- uh, tank gear. I think I think all the new. Why not? I think all the new lore gear is terrible. Let me just like, show my chesticles. You know, it's like that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I for the first time you ever like glamoured. You know, I, I I never have glamoured before. I enjoy <laughs> this the hell point. Out I was of like, <laughs> we're I'm like I'm refreshing this into something. Yeah, I, I, I usually I, haven't glamoured my my tombstone gear either, but I just I'm not a fan of any of it. Not, not even you like, like the Leviathan one. Not really. I have my Leviathan one on. I'm not really, not really feeling any of them, unfortunately. So, oh well. Um, one of the things too, um, before we move on from Maid Finder, one of the things that they did, they did talk about. Um, I mean, right now, if you look at Party Finder and you look at, um, you know, people doing extremes or savage or whatever, they always go like, you know, if there's a, a tombstone bonus, like we're gonna boot you or, or all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that they're looking at too is to have an achievement check to see that you've completed that content before. Um, in order to join, you know, if that's a requirement that they set. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll make that easier, too, for, for people that want to do that. Um, but, yeah, that should be nice. Raid Finder uh, in 3.3 and then Cross World Party Finder um, sometime after that. That'll be really awesome to have. Um, mounts. Fenner is going to be flying around in patch 3.3. Skybear. And, and I'm getting a Skybear. I'm so excited. Uh, they are after that looking into uh the tank mounts to fly so the lion the what is it a panther they call it it's like a black coral it's a panther because they didn't have time to make a panther i guess um and then the bear from the warrior yeah so so flying bears guys sky bears for all you warriors there i'm hoping i'm hoping there's supposed to be new new flying mounts in patch 3.3 i hope they add a polar bear because i I want like a legit like sky bear mount Partially because I don't have warrior leveled, and I don't want to have to go and get that achievement. No. Level it. I'm terrible at tanking. Okay, don't I, level it. No. Save everyone. I, I, I get people. Me. I get people killed, and I have I have tanks leave duties or healers leave duties because I can't tank. <laughs> it, was, it was a bad experience. Um, <laughs> um, with those platoons we kind of mentioned a little earlier, um, we actually heard about those. I want to see back at like Pax East last year was the first uh, time time you mentioned it. Basically, getting a party together, uh, it would be grand company based. You can go in and like run dungeons with them and level them up or something. Um, they don't have really any new details about that, um, but um, they're planning on adding that in 3.4, and along with that is going to be the uh, second lieutenant rank for grand companies. Uh, my and my hope with, with this is that we see, if we remember from the fan fest, he talked about the gambit system from Final Fantasy 12 coming in, so we can apply some ideal better ui uh excuse me ai than our uh, chocobos mm-hmm. currently have <laughs> no, they they always say gambit I, I just feel like that's what they just call their ai well that's what it, that is you know and i don't i don't know that's, if we're ever for... really gonna have you know the the final fantasy 12 gambit system is what i'm saying like that's i don't know they said they use that system though to to set up the basic fights and it isn't until the the more difficult well you know, i mean when you, when you think about it though all all the gambit was it was just i mean you're, this, you're a programmer brian i mean mm-hmm. yeah if if it's, this it's, then it's this simple that's if all then it else is. uh if then else you know yeah. set up which if if they give us that, if they give even if it's not the twelve you know gamma system, but if it's they give us that ability, especially with uh, these companions or even heck our, our chocobo, I think that will add a fun layer that you know for people like me who want to kind of custom uh, that out um, can can go in and say okay, well I don't want you healing me mm-hmm. unless I'm under forty percent health. So if I'm if that's not true, 
Maybe. attack or do what you know do this or the, oh know, they should bring back path companions for this remember <laughs> remember those guys from from back in the day we're both just not, shaking not our that. heads now they should just not they should that. just walk in because that data was probably backed up right if you're if you're a legacy player can you just imagine oh, okay. like your old path companion coming back half of the people like aren't gonna know who it is this person I, I, just comes into the screen it's like hey it's been a while it's like who are you you don't me? remember me no like, where have you been <laughs> i could have used your help yeah, I was in like, an ethereal rift. Uh huh. Okay. Down on the planet, and you just were getting drunk with some of the, uh, the girls out there because mine was totally like he was into drinking and, and women. That's all. I was going to write, but this old guy stuck me in an ethereal rift for five years, and then I had to save the world a couple times and stop a thousand-year-old war. And I've been busy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it would be weird now at this point if they just kind of showed up like, hey, it's like it would be. I think I think especially because there's a lot of people who didn't take part of that system at all and That's have true. probably no clue what we're talking about. While it would be kind of cool, I almost see I almost see them like, say, what do you say? They'll bring him back for Alamigo. He'll show up right. like, dude, hey, stuff has happened in Alamigo. Let's go, and then you can yeah. be like, who are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll be the I, I think I, I think the they'd sooner add. Uh, I was like, after after we uh, fought that one guy, I was like, I'm gonna go to Almingo. <laughs> I don't that'll, know. That'll be I think, what happens. I think they'd sooner add like retainers, right? Because I mean, you're already leveling your retainers, and they have jobs and gear, right? <laughs> so that makes mm-hmm. that'd make a lot of sense to add them into your platoon or whatever. However, that's but then you'd work. have to pay them like ventures. You want to come adventuring? Hey, yeah. Here's a venture. It's an ad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends. I mean, obviously, there's got to be incentive to do it, so there'd be rewards. So that would be worth it, maybe. It's like, okay, I can either spend a few ventures and probably get fish, or I can, you know, take a small group of NPCs into like Tamtara and maybe get this cool glamour piece or something. My hope is that we'll be able to combine human and the NPCs to kind of be able to like, mm-hmm. all right, let's go try this content. And we only have six people. All right, two of you, you know, bring out your mm-hmm. your companion. I don't you know. Would rather I mean, have a person though? Well, yeah, you would, but ideally, sometimes you don't have that option. And it's like, okay, let's say you're going to go do some, you know, smaller group stuff, and it's like, well, we've got you know five guys, and well, you know, it's just us, so we can. We can I think it depends on just bring our companions. I think it I depends think on what the aim of the content is, because it's it's originally it almost sounded like it could be a substitute for low level dungeons. But that may not necessarily be the case. It might be a completely different type of content. Um, and, you know, it's, I think it's just one of those things we're not going to really know until they tell us more. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's going to be a while if it's for And they're 3. talking 4. about 3.4. So we're we're either going to FanFest and they're talking about it or we've they've just released it and they're, you know. three po- um, Yeah, the, the platoon thing is, is how, how you're going to, like, level your parrying skill. You're going to have to go into a dungeon with a bunch of... <laughs> Um, they're also going to add new, making a terrible uh, face if you can dodge a rip, as you, you should dodge a ball yeah <laughs> dodge ball we'll just have well there we go for for so, well, so yeah, we'll, we'll scrap we'll scrap parrying he's just going to hit me for this we'll scrap parrying for 3.4 but then we'll bring it in in 4.0 with blitzball that's right that's how it's happening you gotta Confirm. you gotta be the goalie in blitzball to level up parrying mm. <laughs> I don't she think so like what else idea. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Book yeah. carry with your. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we heard about this. Hopefully, we'll you know they'll, they'll we'll learn more. But three point yeah. four is still a while. It's a ways away. away. But the best part about this, they were kind of grouped it together. We're finally gonna rank up in the free in their grand company again. It's been, yeah. It only took like an entire expansion. Seventeen years. and <laughs> and three patches. So it's like if you think of. Like, <laughs> the, like we were all like every patch. We're like, you know, and they have, remember uh, it was like either 
uh, 2.3 or 2.4, maybe I got the numbers wrong, but they had that leaked image where the grand company seals oh, had been yes. increased. I remember we're that. all like, are they ninja Well, and then there was that, that one point, I don't, I can't remember if it was in, in 1.0 or if it was like early 2.0 where they had like the icons and everything for them. Like, cool, they're going to add them. They still do. You When you go to your grand yeah. company and you're like, want to buy stuff, it's like, hey, here's all these tabs that you can't access. What's behind them? <laughs> cool. Does that mean they're, they're going like, to add them soon? No. Gear. No, you it can't does not. buy it. Like, give me yeah. the, I'm the warrior of light. I need You'll it. be able to click on these tabs in four more years. Enjoy. Welcome to Realm Reborn. Um, they you still had, have uh, your, uh, like, mine's the Aquamarine Cross. And then you just turn it in and it's like 25K. 25K. I, I think I may have finally turned some of those in. I kept um, them for this. For the, there you like, go. I still, I oh. still have like my Dalamud nuts and my uh, <laughs> like my. I find, my the, the no, it's not. But but I have the them wings, the because legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I finally let all of that go. I was like, all right. I still have all my basement currency. Mm-hmm. I I kept all those. There was somebody on my server um, for the past week who's randomly put up in the party finder that they'll make you the pets if you bring them the hard mode item. Oh, so I was like, I'm oh. so glad I kept this. So they're basically nice. giving you a free blood pepper. Blood pepper. That's cool. super nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. I, I got the, a lot of You know, so that's 3-3, three, three, though, with uh, grand, yeah. the Grand Company expansion. So that's, you know, a preview of something we're getting actually I, fairly soon in the future. Not too far off now, which I'm excited about. One, one, one of these days. They showed off some of the gear, too. Um that like you'll be able to get you know so i'm like oh i don't know if it's just gonna be glamour gear because i think wasn't it like i-55 or i-70 or something it's like gonna end up being glamour gear <laughs> it's like hey here's some i-90 i, stuff I remember back in 1.0 the gear was actually somewhat useful mm-hmm. but nowadays it's just i mean for the level it's just it's not Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's and especially now, especially that we have a glamour system now, because remember back in 1.0, we didn't have a glamour system. Right. So anytime that they added gear, it had to have a purpose. It had to be useful. But now they can just add, you know, level one, whatever they want. And it doesn't matter because people can mm-hmm. glamour it. Yep. Um, they had uh, Minigawa on the uh, their UI lead. Um, and they didn't actually mention this in the Q&A, but um, if you go back and watch the video... They have uh, a gear optimization button now, mm-hmm. um, right in your in your character screen. So um, pull the I don't. That you have. It's yeah. Well, it's it's going to the best, uh, highest eye level item. You in know, each slot. That slot. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily they, the best in slot, but the highest eye level. Which yeah. be which nice is for if hmm? you're going to a different enough. computer and you're like, I don't remember my gear set. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I I've so many times I'll either you know I'll format my computer and reinstall stuff, and I'll be like. Oh right, gear sets. What did I have in here? And then later, up, later I'll be going to like turn in like crap dungeon gear. Oh, I'll accidentally like turn in something, and later I'm like, I used to have a ring for this job. I don't know where it went. So you that's, should. You yeah, need to. You need to make nice. a practice of backing up uh, your your PC. You know, back oh, know. the backup file to your cloud because it's like. But I, you I can't. Do that, you, like, you know, I mean, especially people on like console or whatever, you can't really. Oh yeah. Back that stuff Consoles up. So, don't have the access. but it's it'll a, it'll be nice to have best in slot or you know you get new job or new gear that's shared on different jobs. You go to a job that you don't play, but you already have the higher. You know, it's it'll be nice. It'll be very nice to have. We don't know when it's coming, um, but I mean, it, it looked like it was up and running. Um, so probably 3.3, 3.4. We don't know for sure. Um, they are working on a double cross hotbar. 
mm-hmm. um, which is going to be basically like a double tap on your uh, your triggers to bring up a second hot bar. Um, that's going to be in 3.4. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they have done some tests on it and, and gotten feedback, and so they're still making adjustments. As a, as a gamepad controller, I was like, oh, that looks cool. Obviously, in my world, I don't think I would put my main skills and rotations on it, but just having access mm-hmm. to easily jump into something else um, might be helpful. Um, like for I, a mount button or something. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's like right now, like on, on my controller, like when you do the, the, the double hold, um, it's like, okay, here's some extra actions. And then the other way I've got shared – so I've got my mounts and I've got some marks and I've got a couple of things like that that are across all jobs. So one, you know, button press, it's same way for every job. It has the same, yeah. like my limit break and all of that. And then on the right hand side, um, it's specific for the job. So basically I've got, you know, three bars for every job and adding in another, you know, another way would be helpful. And the first thing that comes to mind is, yeah, marks. Like if I need to put up a sign on somebody, uh, if I want to do that, if, uh, you know, it, things that I'm, I'm not going to have to have access immediately. It, it definitely I don't think won't I'm going to think about it. I don't think in the heat <laughs> of the moment, I'm going to be like, click, click. Okay. <laughs> There's yeah. the one important skill that I need because most likely it's going to be on my, on my main. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll definitely be useful though. So. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, add-ons. They talked about <laughs> add-ons. Oh my gosh. In before um, 5.0. I'm just going to say it. People are like, they, <laughs> where, where are the add-ons? Like what happened to add-ons? Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Um, this was supposed to be out like six months after a realm reborn launched. Um, for those keeping track, that was years ago. Now, um, they said that they had putting this aside due to a lot of discussion about DPS meters. Um, I guess that they're worried people will try and make parsing add-ons. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not like we can't parse with third-party things if we want to. So I don't know why that's a big deal. No one uh, would ever they, do that, though. They did mention um, that they don't want inequalities between PC and console users, which I can completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I if mean, they let's... don't want those inequalities, they need to build in that functionality for both and yeah. make it here's our official whatever. I personally don't think D- DPS meters are the answer. I think there's a thousand other ways they can go about it in a, in a very helpful and interesting well, see, way. But a lot of the, a lot of the problem though is giving the community access to that API right mm-hmm. to do those yeah. add-ons. They'll do whatever they want. With them, I mean, you know, as somebody could add a parser, or you know, and they, you know, given their stance on parsers and stuff, um, you know, they don't, they don't want that kind of potential to kind of rag on players, right? If you're not mm-hmm. meeting DPS and stuff like that. Um, but there's, I, I don't know, it's it's always been one of those things where, okay, you ha- you you allow add-ons. Well, how do you decide what add-ons can and cannot be used? Right. You, I mean, you. They've known since you know day one in you know 2010, 2011, whatever that they were going to have console support, right? So it's not like they've. It's it's like a new thing where it's like, well, we don't want issues with console. Well, you've known forever since you've announced add-ons that you were going to have console users, mm-hmm. um, and so then they have to make those avail- available to those console users in, in theory. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, they said though that um, they've been prioritizing. Um, the implementation of other expanded features instead of focusing on the uh, the add-on. So at this point, I don't even care anymore. Like it's going to come out, and it's going to be so. It'll be like the Batman v Superman of like gaming expectations. But <laughs> don't like, spoil been waiting it. for add-ons like, I, forever. I, I... It's finally here. Eh. 
<laughs> the, um, and, and they kind of even said that it's like, you know, it, it might just be for kind of more visual than functional. Yeah. And that was just like, okay. <laughs> Do you remember when they added the windower thing to 11? Oh my God. Yes. I was at the and fan fest when they nobody announced liked it, it, when they revealed, it well, it was, it was horribly programmed. It wasn't optimized very well. And so a lot of the problems that they had with 11 was, oh, hey, so, like, the community made this tool because we didn't, and mm-hmm. then they would make it, and it wouldn't be as good. It's like, how do you <laughs> you, have do you a, do you have a You have a template right there, just like, okay, this is how yeah. it works. Let's, I mean, it's like, and then, you know, the whole time during 11, they're like, third-party applications, you know, you'll get banned and everything, but then, you know, seek, they've never admitted to it, and they never will. But it's like, okay, wow, so, like, everybody on PC is using Windower because our Windower version sucks, and there's a lot of stuff you know, that's able to be accessed, like, you know, player TP values and stuff like that, that are in the memory. You can read them, but we don't have them displayed for whatever reason. Heck, remember debuff cooldowns? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they finally, off, they ended like, oh. up adding a lot of that stuff to 11, mm-hmm. but it took them way too long to, to get with the ball. I mean, that's the thing with, with so the add-ons. So are you feeling any deja vu here? Cause I am. Right? I think, I think that's the problem with, with the add-ons too. It's, it's that kind of that careful kind of check and balance or cat and mouse game where it's like if there should be something in the game, right? Or if the community mm-hmm. feels it should be in the game, like TP values, for example, Square should just add it to the game. We shouldn't have to rely on a third party add-on to do that. And I think that's that's partially why I just don't care about add-ons at this point because they've been listening to feedback and stuff. Mm-hmm. They added TP values for party members, so it's like all right. You know, we won't need, you know, the 14 window or, you know, plug in for TP or whatever now, for example. So, I don't know. If there's stuff that needs to be in the game, Square should just add it. That's that's how I see it. So, I don't I don't think we even really need add-ons. But, um, you know, I'll be curious to see what people do once, you know, in 20 years we actually get the add-on system working. So. Yeah, because essentially you could end up getting just that, that add-on bloat. And then the fear is obviously... Yeah that the community then then would require people to have certain add-ons and you have some people exactly. like i don't want it you know it's like eh, i just yep. want to play the game and yeah, have at fun. a point and at a point they like, become required and it's mm-hmm. just if, if it gets have, to that point it should be officially included the problem we have right now is that i know a lot of ps4 players are like i i how am i doing like am i performing mm-hmm. the best that i can or am i falling short i don't know let me call a pc player well, up to to that regard though we now out. have stone sky c mm-hmm well, so. you do, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't think we need meters. I think we need they can do it with content. And one of those things that they could easily do is that if you form a full made party, like a, a four people or eight, like you're like, hey, we're a pre-made, mm-hmm. we're gonna go do X dungeon. At the end of the dungeon, if they give you your your stats, yeah. because you're a pre-made. And if if you if you don't want to share your stats, well, okay, it's fine. Maybe you say don't you know whatever. Or, but or it gives you just a, a personal a personal stat window. It doesn't give you a group. Stat yeah, window. or just just yeah. for you. Hey, how would you do? And the thing is that, and this would be a fun, uh, you know, kind of a data scientist kind of thing is that because you're on a data center, like if you go run the airy as a dragoon and you finish it, and it says, hey, at the you did this much damage, you avoided this much damage, you mitigated this, you healed this, you you know killed this many, blah blah blah, and it just says. Out of all the dragoons on your data center, you um, for this dungeon you were number you know you ranked number ten. You know it kind of just mm-hmm. gives you that feeling. Or you're like, oh man, I'm a you know it grades you you know in that sense where like yeah. in like Final Fantasy 13 and other games like that they've kind of done that in the past. Now I'm not saying this is you know obviously this 
two minute like idea that I'm spouting out here is going to be full of, of flaws and would want to be thought out. But that concept is all of a sudden instead of making a meter, you've made content. You've made it to where you could take that idea and you could say every month, just like with PvP seasons, you have PvE seasons by dungeon. And you can go and, and as a as a pre-made, maybe or maybe you know maybe that's part of the platoon system. We don't know. It could maybe be. it is. You know, and you could be uh, absolutely right. But that what what we do need, and what what I hear a lot of PS4 players you know talking about is they need more information to know how they're doing. And the only way they get it is when they go in to a dungeon with a, a PC player, and then they give them hell because he's parsing, they're not. Yeah. And then they find out like, oh, they you know, oh, I just needed to do this. And all of a sudden, my, my rotation's better. Um, hopefully, you run into the nice person who is like, who, who says, "Hey, do this. Is this might help?" Rather than the, the jerk that says, "You suck. You should die. You're wasting my time." Well, you know, Which, the benefit of that though is if, if they are being a dick about it, you can get them recorded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right, but ideally, we could hopefully avoid that situation outright. So I I love that idea actually having that in game. There is. For people who parse, a place there they can upload their parses, and it does that. It tells you, amongst mm. all the people who See? have uploaded, where you yeah. are. It's 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 content and information ideally brought into a situation that makes it fun and makes it interesting because, you know, you could try to compete every month for whatever you know. So like rather than using a third party tool like that, which is awesome, that, you know, some it's like somebody has has to have made it. So I'm. Maybe yeah. we can figure out what that is because it's like I would like to know. Like, how am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Increased inventory. Yes. Something people have been wanting forever. They are you kidding little, me? Need a little more time, but they are looking to increase inventory for armory chest and inventory. Yeah. Huge. Finally. That's gonna be so nice. Um, I don't feel it so much. Like inventory is great. Armory for me right now is more important. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, so that's where I would I, I will benefit more you craft from that. A lot. You do? Mm-hmm. Do you keep all the stuff on you? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in your inventory, in your retainers. I do. I, I do go to my retainers and stuff, and, and the How thing many I retainers do, do you have four. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I have went seven. And, oh and I wow! I still barely have enough room for the all my best craft thing junk. about the the. The thing about crafting, though, is that you can go on a recipe and say search, and it'll say if you have the item or if you don't. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh, I already have that. Okay, let me go to my retainers and stuff like that. No, it's like I, I'm not knocking that inventory isn't important. I'm, what I'm saying is that for my me personally, the armory expansion is way more important because I'm always filled up. Because it's like, you know, if you do craft, okay, you got a gear set for every every craft. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it. Well, thankfully, my gear sets uh, for my, my gathering is they've right now they share like all pretty much all the gear except for the mains, but they I still have to hold on to those. And then I, you know, I main, you know, all three tanks. I'm working on all three. You know, I got two healers at 16, I'm working on Astro. You know, so it's like I have a a busy armory, you know, and yeah. so expanding that's going to be just infinite. Really, All my really jobs except Dark Knight or 60, so I have a separate yeah, Really, really yeah. what they need See? for armory is to have one spot for every, you know, helm, chest, whatever, one spot in each of those for every job, mm-hmm. and then like plus two, just for like to be able to swap stuff out mm-hmm. and for just like you know, glamour or like random like town gear or something that you don't want, you know, glamoured on to, to whatever. And then there will never be a problem with armory ever again, as long as they keep that updated when they add new jobs. That's all they even, need to do for Even armory. in a lot of cases you don't need all of that for maybe like uh accessories. 
Because there's some crossover. That's true. Yeah. But but that way, guaranteed, because, I mean, they're not going to, like, add five slots to one and then not the other. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, mm-hmm. I think, uniform. So if they can do that, I think I think we'll be we'll be good to go for Yeah, forever. for a while. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, if they keep it updated with new jobs, then we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was it for the big Q&A portion. Um, during the intermission, they had a little slideshow, and they uh, talked about some new merchandise that I, I don't think we're going to get most of it. Um, Merchandising. They actually started the stream. There's a, a Pisa sleep mask. For whatever reason, <laughs> they're like, let's make a Pisa sleep mask. Um, so they're they're going to have that. Um, they are adding new uh, Ninja and White Maid shirts, which, which are similar to that uh, that warrior shirt where he's like on the bear that they added, um, I don't know, was it like a year ago now or something? Um, the uh, the Ninja, I think it's like a Rogadin Ninja with the bunny. Like riding him, like the the, the, <laughs> the you the you messed up bunny, That's cute. Um, and then the the white uh, the white mage one is the white mage with a unicorn. Um, I like the uh, the no pets allowed uh, shirt that was yeah with, with, the, with like the angry carbuncle. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I hope you have your rabies shot because that thing is coming after you. Oh um, yeah. There's a new black phone case and it looked like uh, some coin purses, um, some like mascots like, like Moogle Chocobo. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Um, they did show the Fat Cat and uh, the Gubu plush. Uh, those are available to pre-order right now in the NA store for thirty nine ninety nine each, and they're going to be coming uh, on June 29th. So th- those we know we're getting. Uh, Do they come with anything? Because ev- we already no. have those pets. No. That's what I was like. Just, okay. Just, just the plush. I it's still want to get. get. I want to get the Carbuncles, um, so I can get the also the Carbuncle uh, minions yeah. in game, and um, yeah, I don't have that money. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay for the house. Yeah. So, so out of all that new stuff, we we were getting two plushes. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now, now is the time. I, I'm gonna want to go. I want to go on a little bit of a rant here. Please rant um, away. I'm gonna take I was a looking nap. up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was looking up that that fat cat and Gabu plush stuff. Um, Gubu when doing the outline, um, and I noticed that on the North American store for Square Enix. Every time you buy something, you get like Square Enix points or whatever they want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use those to buy rewards. For 25 points, you can get a Heavensward soundtrack sleeve. What? It's, you know, it's like the little sleeve the that goes over the actual jewel case, right? Um, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, you have to get that extra. I got one when I got my soundtrack from CD Japan. If you bought it from Square Enix or anywhere else, apparently wherever they got their stock from, they don't have the CD sleeve, um, which is kind of weird. But if you look at it, so you need to spend 25 points just to get this sleeve, right? 25 points at the Square Enix store is going to be at least 60 bucks. This soundtrack is 50, which means you're going to have to spend over 60 bucks to get enough points for the sleeve. Then you have to spend shipping on the sleeve. And everybody's always complained about how expensive shipping is on the Square Enix store, and there's not like a lower option. You have to spend seven ninety nine to ship a cardboard CD sleeve. <laughs> Can I just print it out? <laughs> I paid I paid less than forty nine bucks for my soundtrack from CD Japan. That includes shipping. That includes a sleeve. If you want the soundtrack and the sleeve from Square Enix, you need to spend over sixty five dollars. That's ridiculous. There's true anger in your voice. 
I am so annoyed with this for I mean for a long time now being a big Final Fantasy 11 player being a huge collector mm-hmm. of things I mean you can see posts I got you know wall scrolls and 14 stuff all behind me here and it's always been a pain in the ass trying to get Final Fantasy 11 Final Fantasy 14 merchandise and it's to Square Enix's credit they have been getting better with getting more merchandise available to us you know we have, mm-hmm. we have the car we had the carbuncles I think first in, in North America, they were at uh, was it Anime Expo or, or one of those? I think they sold them first, um, which is great. But then you look Isn't at that the same you know, for the Mail Moogle. I don't know. I like, don't. I, the I, were we, at got the a, we, we got it at the. Fan they were at FanFest, but I, I want to say were... they went up in Japan right before, right around okay. the same time. I know that um, they took a couple months to put them up. Yeah, in the and I think that, I think the same was true with like the art book too. Um, but I mean, if you look at our store, the Square Enix North America online store, compared to the Japanese store, they have over twice as many items. Some of those do include books that are, you know, published by Japanese publishers, so okay, I'll let those slide, but we have 32 items in our store. 33 if you want to include the stupid sleeve for the soundtrack. (laughs) They have, what was it, 81. I don't understand why we can't get a lot of this stuff. And then today during the live letter, they announced they're doing this 7-Eleven campaign where if you go and you buy drinks at 7-Eleven, you get codes and you can get some cool gear like a Mater mm-hmm. Butler outfit. And if you get both of those, you get like this cool fat Chocobo mount. Right. Where's our and equivalent outside of Square Enix, uh, other game companies in America have done something similar of like, get this code and re- you know renew it. Oh yeah, I mean look at whatever. like... You know, it's, a, it's a... Yeah, but... It's yeah, only Destiny and Red Bull. Buy, buy Red yeah. Bull and you get a shader. Like... <laughs> That's, you get a that's special. Cool. That's uh, you get fine. a special quest. That's fine, but when it's, you know, such a huge gap between. I mean, I mean, look how many. What I think over five million, right? Was the last number they gave us for for accounts for fourteen, and we're still struggling to get merchandise. Like, there's the got to be some. There, you, know? you know, like you said, they're getting better. You, said, you don't but, need anymore. Your room is overrun. I am moving soon, and I'm going to have. He's my own room married. dedicated to all so my Final room. Fantasy stuff. All right, fair enough. The, point, uh, point taken back. Well, when I, we, I, you know, so, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was gonna say like the only thing I could think of is that while they are getting better, um, you know, I th- got to think that there's got to be some some tariff some kind of you know laws regarding like manufacturing in japan or well you know and we we talked to, to yoshida about this mm-hmm. um and silent apocalypse or apocalypse sorry and chad is saying it's all about international licensing right um, last year at fan that last year two years ago at fan fest this was like right after like the hildebrand shirt went up in the japanese store and i was like that's awesome i want that it's not available in north america i still want a um, meteor survivor shirt Anyway, that one I think you can get. It was available. I don't know if it still is. Right. Um, I need to lose weight because then it'll look better on me. <laughs> Those things are tight, yeah. Um, but, you know, I asked Yoshida, and a lot of it is because of internal stuff with Square Enix where they don't want to sell something in another country if they're not making it in that country. Right. Um, and I, I understand to a point that a lot of this is over his head, too. But at some point, I'm really hoping that whoever's, you know, merchandising in Japan wakes up and he realizes, wow. We have millions of people playing this game. We could make a shitload of money if we yep. actually made this stuff available in North America. Meanwhile, Japan's like, hey, we got new shirts and coin purses and phone cases. And we have, like, these crane games. And we have, like, Tonberry and Cactar lamps that are super awesome. 
we we get like here's here's your Gubu and Fat Cat plush for the next like four months that's all that's all you get and then you have to pay seven dollars and 99 cents to ship a cardboard sleeve if you want one for your cd where that was almost like the standard for it in japan when you went and picked it up yeah like come on it's ridiculous it's it's unfortunate it's maybe not ridiculous because there's things that are obviously out of yoshi P's control that we're not fully well aware of but it's unfortunate well, and, and, and we have Black Sun Rising in the in the chat here. I want me a Ravana clear shirt. Yeah. You can buy all the clear shirts on the Japanese store. You don't even have to, in, in North you America. You don't even have to eat them. <laughs> in North, yeah, in North America and Europe, they were only given out during events. Um, and I know in, in North America, we never even got the uh, the Gilgamesh or the Ramu one. They had, they had both of those at Gamescom one year. We haven't we haven't seen those at all. Um, and so that's that's kind of another bit of annoyance, especially if... You know, you're somebody that goes around to like all those kinds of events. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna go to like PAX and PAX East and PAX South and E3, and I'm gonna get like the whole set of shirts. Well, you can't because they don't make them available to us. At they don't have all of them at the events, and then they put them up in the Japanese store, but not the NA store. We know they they can sell shirts. They've sold the Meteor Survivor shirt. They've sold the Gaia shirt. Why not the other shirts too? It's like clearly you're able to import them, or you have somebody in the U.S. that's making these shirts. And there's obviously just, a market. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, like, look if there, how, wasn't, look if there how, wasn't a market, if they were going to be like, "Oh, we made this, and no one buys." Look how it. fast the the delivery Moogle plush pre-orders went out. I oh, mean, yeah. look look and at how quick the Carbuncles went one, out. It was like the first one yeah. to be sold out from just the the store, yeah. the you know, the fan shop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and it's, I just, I don't understand why in 2016 with a game that has over five million registered users, we can't get the stuff across multiple territories. It doesn't make any sense to me. And as a, as a fan, and as a collector especially, it's very irritating. Mm-hmm. And then and then they'll come out and they'll be like, hey, we have these cool Carbuncle plushes and North America's getting them first. You're not going to get like the next 40 items we release, but you'll get these Carbuncle plushes first. <laughs> like, thanks, Square. You're so generous. Come on. At least we get the lore book in English. I have a whole mm-hmm. stack of like 11 books that are in Japanese. I can't even read them. <laughs> so it'll be nice to actually have a book from Final Fantasy that I can actually read. So that's that's nice because if that, that was Japanese only, that, that would is have good. Been I was like that, or you added need to, to go the rant. Learn how to read Japanese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's so. a program. <laughs> Get some Rosetta Stone up here. Rosetta you know? Stones. Yeah, it's just it's it's very annoying from from a fan perspective. That's you know, it's still hard to get merchandise, and and that in addition to you know again going back to. You know, I hate to sound like I'm ranting about just a CD sleeve, right? But it's one of those things where in Japan, you got like different CD sleeves for the soundtracks, depending on where you buy them. Like Tower Records has like the CG Dragoon. If you buy it from Amazon, it has like the Bismarck artwork. Somewhere else had like the Ravana artwork. Um, the one that they have on the, the store is like, uh, it was one that was available at the SE store and then a lot of other retailers, right? Like it was just kind of like a broad. CD sleeve. And we know that Square Enix has them because they're selling them as some special extra thing for 25 points, but they're not including them with them. Like, right. I, I don't know. And the fact that you have to pay seven, like eight bucks for shipping for it, like I already hated that, that that's their lowest shipping too. And it's like, like a week or something mm-hmm. for the time. And that was already always expensive. And the fact that it's like still that much for, for a stupid cardboard sleeve. Like, are you kidding me? Right. It's ridiculous, and and I I got it cheaper, and I got it earlier. Buying it from no, not Square. 
Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I have a question. <laughs> it's just, I, I, it's great that they're making some of the stuff available for NA. I appreciate that they've made some effort to get us stuff. Um, that having been said, the shipping on the Square Enix online store is outrageous. And I shouldn't be able to get it cheaper and quicker with a CD sleeve from other retailers that are importing. It makes no sense. It to me that That's just sounds rant. like it's you know it's a matter of that that department that manages it you know because it's that it, you have another business that it's that's what they do import export and Square Enix maybe you know like you said they're getting better you know maybe they're still there, building there's, out there's that little little, that little trickles like we get like plushes uh-huh. that's our thing we'll we'll give the plushes to America but like all these super cool shirts that that Fusion X guy wants no those are going to be only available <laughs> specifically, to buy specifically. Fusion X. yeah specifically because of this guy. You can't buy these outside of Japan. It's going to be funny if that we see some kind of official note on the forms. Um, we do want to clarify, it is because of this guy. Yeah, right? That'd be great. Because <laughs> he asked for it. Stop I'd get banned from the forums so quick with a reply to that. <laughs> it's just it's it's frustrating, it's irritating, and it's it's disappointing. And I hope that, that Square fixes this and, and makes has, has more uh, equality with their merchandise available to fans that aren't in Japan. I get that they're a Japanese company. I get that, you know, for example, they have, like, the, the kind of, like, glamour books. But those are published by Japanese publishers. Right. I get I get that. But having, like, official merchandise that's, like, shirts and, you know, keychains and all this other stuff. And not having that available to other players is just stupid. And then, you know, the things that are available on your store to us are cheaper and are a better, you know, it's a better deal just overall getting it from somebody else. Like, that's that's not how it should be. The official store should be the best deal. It should come with, with all the little trinkets that, that could come with that kind of thing. And it's it's not. It's really expensive. It gets delayed because of issues with customs, which is hysterical. All the mm-hmm. Heavensward soundtracks got delayed because of customs. Meanwhile, mine shipped, like, what, a day or two before it even released? So that way I had it like the day or the day after it released in Japan in the North America. It's like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, you know, I'm not going to claim to understand the logistics of it. I know Yoshi it's not all in Yoshida's hands. There we go. <laughs> I like, know. And I know uh, it's above Yoshi. Like, right. Cause yeah. you know, he's, he's, well, he's just also, a game director producer. Like, oh, he's not yeah. like head of marketing for Square Enix International or something like, you know, I understand that it's not all in his hands, but he could easily like go up to like marketing guys office and be like, Hey, Please get your shit together. We could make a lot of money, mm. you know. So next so. time you get to see him, are you gonna rant some more? I might. Well, I might bring it up. It's not gonna be that long for you. <laughs> I might. I might bring it up. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like they'll be at uh, at Pax East. I don't know in what capacity yet, but yeah, don't uh, spend the maybe, whole time. Maybe I'll run into him and and hopefully like Koji or somebody else that can translate will be standing right next to him. And be like, hey, so merchandise. He'll be like, oh crap, I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to this be that guy, guy right? Because I do understand to a point. It is very much out of his control. But at the same time, it's like, yo, I want to buy my Hildebrand shirt. You should See, just it's, look it's up the, the head of the marketing department and send them a letter. You should. There we go. Take action. The um, yeah, because it's that you know, it really is. It comes down to you know. Or I'll just I'll just send them like an order form with like like a wad of fifties. Just be like, I want one of these, <laughs> one of these, one of. That was me at Fan Fest because they had the order form before you get up to the counter. I'm just like, okay, I don't have that, so check that, check that, check that, have that, check that, check like. <laughs> and you can only get one Google per person in your group. Yep. 
and that's that's okay. I don't need. I wanted one for myself and one for my friend. Well, tell your friend to order separately. He's right behind you in line. No, she stayed at home. Oh well, then that's their problem, isn't it? (laughs) If you want to, if you wanted it, should have should have gone to Vegas. Oh well, but that's my rant. It's you know. It's, it's annoying. It's it's an issue that's been an issue for years and years and years, you know, since Final Fantasy XI. So I do appreciate the efforts that Square has made up to this point. Uh, it's still not enough. Yeah. And so now we'll move on to do, uh, our talk about uh, Hands On with the Feast. Yeah. You no, know, this is... Brian's excited about oh, this. Oh, man. I, I don't really uh, care. Zenidra has PvP'd. I don't think she's just, super she's, into yeah, it. Yeah, so I've apparently at least... Brian lives, lives and breathes. The, um, so they they released it, and I mean, obviously, so like there's been reports kind of speed hacking and things like that, and um, there can, there was also the issue in which that came out that um, the way to get the rewards that they're talking about for the seasons right now is solo queue. They didn't have anything that they were planning on offering. Well, uh, uh, let me phrase that. Um, they were uh, still waiting and seeing if they wanted to do something for um, you know group like four like four v four match parties. And so they have posted up on the official forums, um, you know, some responses to that saying, you know, they're, they're always looking into that, that it's not that uh, four on four match parties aren't going to have, you know, access to the rewards. But um, so getting into the into the game, though, so I've played it as Dark Knight, Paladin, White Mage, uh, you know, Summoner. And so they recently also just nerfed Summoner. But one of the best changes they've made and it made it across the PvP um, since the introduction of the feast was the fact that mages can actually cast now without being interrupted um, yeah. by somebody just like sneezing on them. Um, you know, because it's funny because it's like, you know, your PvE is geared you to be able to stand and cast and do these things. And uh, you run out of AoEs and stuff like that. But with PvP, realize, PvP you get a healer and it's like that dragon looked at me that. funny. I suddenly can't heal. Right. It's like, OK, I only OK, that means I've got these two abilities to do uh, insta cast or no interrupt. And then I can cast. And then the rest of the time, it's like running around. Uh, and that was how it was. So they made it to where it was like 15 percent of your max health. Uh, when you go into PvP, which is good because you that kind of helps because you can do a balance of fending gear along with like some mind or, or int, you know, so you can kind of play around with what that what that threshold for you needs to be. But you can actually get off cast now. That's a you crazy gear setup that just feels like way too much work to me, though. Uh, it's not actually it's not actually that much with the gear set system because you can just build a PvP set and then you you know it's like yeah. you can regular PVE. But the um, all in all, like being able to cast is is helped. It's it's also helped when playing other teams. So before. The, the, the change to mages, uh, I felt that um, the battles were pretty one-sided. You know, it was literally, you know, everybody got all the coins for one team pretty quickly, and then and uh, or we or you did. You know, so it was like you kind of you kind of at a pace. But with the changes with mages and healing, I think that I've seen a lot more even matches. And what they've seen because of this, and this ties to the, what we saw also in today's live letter, is that matches are running the full length as opposed to any any full shutouts those still can happen but you're seeing that again that match the full length and so they're reducing again and they're, mm-hmm. they're talking about it today with three three they're reducing the, the overall match length and we'll probably it's at eight minutes right now we'll probably see it maybe at six uh, seven minutes I, be yeah they they weren't like in a half it but i think it was it was a couple minutes or something yeah and it because it, it's like they're seeing that you know if eight, eight minutes can be a long time with you know with mm-hmm. a lot of back and forth the things I love about the feast is obviously you got respawning, so it's not like you get into a match and then if you get wasted, then it's like, well, I gotta you know go back into matchmaking now. 
um, you get the, the whole coins thing. If you have a team that's somewhat knowledgeable of the system, it can be a lot of fun because, okay, there's no point in going and killing that person anymore because they have literally nothing that's going to help us win the match. Oh, that drives me nuts. Yeah. You know, let's go here. Now, again, you're still going to have that. Like, oh, we're going to chase this guy down. Like, oh, we need, if we kill this guy. That's, that's the problem I found with a lot of tank, strategies. A lot squishy. of people, initially at least, I mean, they, they did nerf Summoner a, li- a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, when it first dropped, everyone's like, all right, get the Summoner. It's like, cool, alright, so they'll mark the summoner, and for the rest of the fight, everybody is targeting the summoner. It's like, he doesn't have any coins, why are we killing him? Like, that's where look it's at, look if at you the, killed him the first time. Look at the little box, guys. Well, that's, that's the other thing I don't like, too. Is the, I, they, need to, they do need to make that more apparent. They do, like, the, the yeah. little box is fine, but in the heat of it, especially on an 8v8, you got so much going on. It's, you know, unless you stop and you're, like, looking around, you know, and seeing who you should, you should target, or you have somebody who's kind of taking lead and, and making the marks, you, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of at a loss there. But I was um, actually going to say that that box they gave, the UI with the mm-hmm. uh, the teams and the coins and stuff, terrible design. It's it's, it's either it's either way too big or it's so small and out of the way that you can barely read it. There's no, right. like, middle ground. Um, they need to go back and they need to, to tweak that because I remember first going into the feast for the first time and having that box pop up for the first time. You can't see, it? you can't, it's like half your screen. Mm-hmm. You can't see anything behind Not it. How are you supposed to do PVP? But you need, especially if, if you're one of those people that, you know, wants to if not be an idiot be and not kill the that summoner that has no coins, you need those stats up. And so right. they need, they need a better interface for that. Cause it's just, it's way too big. Or if you try and scale it down, it's hard to read. There's mm-hmm. not really, it's, it's not good. So like playing, you know, playing kind of all three roles as a tank who then, you know, if I'm doing my job and I'm picking up the coins, man, you become squishy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so that is, I think that's helpful because that means, okay, we want to get, you know, obviously you want the tank because he's got a lot more defense and he's going to be able to defend a lot easier. But, um, you know, it ends up really kind of ideally, again, like if you have that kind of person who's taking charge right now of keeping track of who should be targeted um it does shift the the focus and 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 the strategy in the in the in the game and so it's been a lot of fun i've i've really enjoyed it i think obviously the things that i want to see from it is more maps of different varieties and um you know things that i think everybody would pretty much want to ask for i'm looking forward to what dark knight changes they have because um it's like wild dark knight's fun like i was like all right all i'm doing is just keeping the healer busy i'm not able to beat them increase parry rate is what you're gonna yeah, get right. increase that parry rate you know? <laughs> um, here's, here's so, your pvp buff parrying you know, the other thing that's interesting obviously about the feast as opposed to anything else is that they actually show player names um mm-hmm. and so you kind of have to look at the name and say oh this is who the healer is because yeah. it's not telling you who the healer is which i actually i think makes sense because i think as somebody who you know yeah. um might want to try to be a little bit more uh you know sneaky that it's like okay they're not targeting me yet because they either don't know I'm the healer, which kind of makes glamours more of a, a impressing thing. Like, hey, Strategy. I'm a mage. Have everybody don't, put the same thing on. Don't right. glamour the uh, find, mage. Find that one set of heavy armor that conjures can just happen to equip. Oh, that's, that was the <laughs> <a> tank. <laughs> yeah. But um, Paladin's super useful with cure and protect and things like that. Warrior's super durable. So, yeah, and then, like they said, they're going to make some changes to Machinist. And the the, the yeah. problems, I guess, that people felt were Ninja and Dark Knight 
kind of feeling a little weak, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, matches are, you know, in this case right now are eight minutes. Going to get, it looks like going to be getting a little shorter. It's quick content. Um, you can easily cap on your on your lore. You're not really, you know, so you're not gonna, you're not setting yourself up for something that you can't do. So, uh, I think um, hopefully we'll see a lot of interest in it and a lot of con- uh, continued interest in in the mode, um, because with seasons, I think what we'll see is that especially when we have this gap of two uh three two to, to three four before we get the next uh you know alexander that this will hopefully keep a lot of people who would normally like kind of take a break um into kind of like you know that as as a form of their end game um you know with, with, with I the don't, mode see, i don't i don't know if it's gonna go that way um i, I mean d- I don't know. granted granted i think it will get more people interested in pvp um mm-hmm. but looking at seasons i think this is more there for people that have been into pvp as opposed to trying to get people into pvp if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah um, yeah i mean i've i jumped in I, I enjoyed it i mean you know i've had some win i've had some one run where we just obliterated the other team it was like a two minute match not even feels good it feels real it good. does and then the next match you just get your ass handed to you so i actually uh found a lot more people were friendlier than i thought they would be yeah. Which is kind of strange for PvP, but mm. uh, the first time I went in there as Astrologian, I was kind of scared because oh, sure. I'd heard that... You just uh, you just know, like, as soon as you step in there, everybody is trying to kill me. Yes. <laughs> but um, I ended up in a group, and uh, I just told them flat out, like, hey, I've never really done this before. If you have any tips for me, that'd be super great. And the summoner mm. was like, yeah. everyone is going to try and kill me. <laughs> Keep me alive. Good, and good plan. And I did, and we won. Mm-hmm. Nice. The um, yeah, it's actually that's really good, and it's you know I would say for anybody out there who who you know PVPs, doing PVP isn't an excuse to be an asshole to anybody, you know, and it's that <laughs> doing run, anything isn't an excuse do, to yeah, be an yeah, asshole. Agreed, to anybody. But it's that you know uh, you know Zinedra, your anticipation and fear is is founded because you can run into those, and I think unfortunately with more frequency because of the nature of the, the more competitive nature rather than the cooperative nature of PVE. Um, however, that that being said, is that yeah, I, I run into tons of really nice people, and I try to be nice mm-hmm. and just kind of generally like help out and, and give tips. And occasionally, you know, I run you run into somebody who is like, uh, we're not, you know, we're not doing this right, y'all are, you know, you know, it's like, dude, it's 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 a game, like, you know, <laughs> the uh, Aorzia will continue on if we don't don't win this match, you know, and we're not I even doing right. I thought that the the four man was actually more fun than the eight man, mm-hmm. and there aren't they sort of concentrating more on the eight man for the whole ranking? Thing? No, the the um... four man ranking exists for solo and it exists for full, uh, fully matched. Um, so essentially, you can go in with a, like your four uh, man team, and that's a ranked uh, playlist, and then solo is going to be a ranked playlist. Eight man is more just for fun, and, and there's no ranking okay. tied to it. The problem I felt like I, it was really just chaotic. It is. Eight has definitely got way more chaos because it's eight v eight. So it's like you got you know four healers out there. You know you got so many many things going on um, that it can be very chaotic. But it can also you know kind of be fun. And it's a good way to kind of learn to where your role isn't so specific. But you're right. I do actually find the four um, more fun, namely because it also adds that that more strategy. Your coins hold more weight. Your individual performance means more you're the only healer you're the you're the only tank uh or you're the the the, the close-up dps or the far away so yeah um i'm gonna make you sad now brian the main no. reason that i decided to do the pvp was because of the ocean bow 
it is gorgeous and I need it. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. glad that, that there yeah. it, it doesn't, you don't have to have one motivation to get in, into the content. My hope is, is that more people will check it out, especially with the mage changes. The big problem is that you have like a lot of people who like play healer and they're like, I don't know about PVP because you know, like I can't get a cast off. Well, you can now. Um, and it's, you know, that will hopefully help you be able to uh, get some casts as well as, you know, it's, it's hard for them to kill me. Like if, unless they're putting their full effort behind it, um, and I don't, you know, and all my cooldowns are up, like I, I have great survivability in PVP now because I can get off a cast, you know, let, let's say, cause before, if you didn't have swift cast, well, I can't sleep you. Um, but now I have a better chance of actually getting that sleep off and being able to recover. So I feel like it goes, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like with the, what I've seen with the matches that having done it, there is definitely a better balance in closer matches that I've seen. But, um, I'm interested in how we go forward with, with actual ranking because they say they're going to have that, you know, you shouldn't as a bronze, I guess, be getting matched up against platinums. And as right. long as that, you know, is true, and the, as long as there's enough people in in the queues to, to make uh, that content fun, I think this is something we can definitely see progressing. And then again, like to something that for for Zenidra in the system, yeah, if there's great glamour stuff that people can go for, if you know they we have these wolf marks, like they've mm-hmm. just been sitting there, you know. Now it's like, oh, I can go buy these things. And that gives me some kind of extra motivation. On, to do on it. that note, too, I also want to say I think the new PvP armor is also hideous. I haven't seen the new stuff. Some yet. of the weapons are cool, like the machinist revolver, or the I think it's called the revolver. It has like a custom reload animation, which is really cool. But like the armor in general just looks terrible to me. I just I have not liked any of their yeah, new, newer the armor. ocean stuff across the board. I actually went good. back and got some of the PvP armor from like 3.0. because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I'm afford gonna, it. I'm gonna have to do too, that. Right? I'm, I'm getting close to cap yeah. on Wolf marks. So I'll just go buy, buy me some stuff. Yeah, I just, I, you know, fun. I'm sure, I'm sure there's people out there that love the new lore gear, love the new PVP gear. I think it all looks terrible. I don't like the new lore gear. No, no, I, I that's what got me into glamours. It, it finally did because I always was like, oh, I like, <laughs> I like this. This is new. I would, you know, I would always use the new, just to have the lore gear mm-hmm. or the the tome gear look because it was like, hey, check out this cool new armor. But now it's like, now nah, I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna use some. I'm, I'm glamouring some PVP, some of the previous PVP stuff mm-hmm. now because it looks you know to got diet is cheaper now and but okay uh, yeah, but think I'm of it this doing... way bard previously unicorn so we got better <laughs> and it did i don't know before that it was a bird i mean like <laughs> yeah <laughs> the bard the bard one's not terrible the i think it's, it's good it's the one i like the most but some mm-hmm. of the other ones are i hate when they try and do like um and the like the skill of gear from circus tower had it where it's like it looks kind of like a sleeve but yeah. it's it doesn't wave or there's no physics to it it's just like straight and it looks really awkward when you move like that kind of stuff drives me nuts and i think there's some of that on some of the new pvp gear but it's just largely mm. i haven't been liking much of the new gear now if uh, if anybody's more interested in obviously more of my opinions we po- i posted an article up on uh, game gamer yeah. escape about it the only the negative that i would call out is that if somebody is particularly interested in doing pvp it's uh, there's a high cost because if let's say I had a friend who wanted to come in and was like, Hey, this sounds Brian, you've this sounds great, this feast mode sounds awesome. I'm mean, like, Great, come join me. Um, you're gonna have to pay, you know, play like sixty to eighty hours of this RPG yeah. to get to the feast. And there's no real perfect solution. I mean it's like I put a couple of imperfect ones there. So there's no perfect like yeah. here's the problem and here's how they fix it. But the reality is is like and the good, the best news is, is that that game, that RPG, is awesome. You know, it's like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. it is because we, we sit around and talk about it <laughs> all the time. But right. the uh, it still let 
oh, you want to do this, you're going to need to make this time investment to be able to get to it. And I think it would be great if there was at least an option to tr- to practice it earlier. And maybe the, maybe that the solution is private matches, which Yoshi P has already talked about that they're working on, the ability to be able to make, make our own and, st- and stuff like that, which I think will add a lot more life to it because whether you want to match against random randoms or you want to play against your friends, you know, um, that will be, a, I think, a huge boost. Definitely. That's a cool thing to note. Peace is supposed to be in free trial soon. That will be huge. Nice. Yeah, because I think that I mean, there's a crowd of people who really like PvP, mm-hmm. and you know, it's and, like, and, all right, and maybe maybe the next bit of PvP content we'll have will actually let you use all that PvP gear without uh, level sinking down the morale stat and stuff. Be neat. <laughs> morale. One, one thing at a time. One at some thing point, at a time. I think we'll probably just see that that stat just kind of make. They its just way need out. to get rid of it. There's there's no point. Yeah, well, they changed it to where it just basically is like increasing the eye level of the gear as opposed to having any other additional type of, of effect. It's, so it's yeah, like, but every, there's there's no PvP content where it's not synced, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm it's with just you. It uh, unless silly. unless you're like you know in the Wolves Den pier, like on the striking dummy or something. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just yeah, they need to get rid of it. It's not being used. Um, all right, moving on. We're gonna get to our last discussion topic here: Final Fantasy XIV. Man, Brian is just like these. Both of these discussion topics. This has been like my. Right this has thing. been like Final like Fantasy the best two weeks ever. <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV on the Xbox One um, a couple weeks ago at GDC. Microsoft uh, mentioned how they are going to be opening up cross-network play between Xbox and other uh, networks such as PC, possibly PlayStation. Yeah, and they um, said they're starting with like Rocket League specifically, and that's you yeah. know that's obviously going to be something they uh, enable by developer. The real kicker to this is that, yeah, they don't specifically say that Final Fantasy is coming to Xbox One. They don't you know acknowledge the fact that there've obviously been issues, and the reason why the game isn't there is because of all you know things that we don't know, and we can only start to speculate based off of what. Um, what specifically, you know, like Yoshi P said, but like the real, the kicker to this, the thing that gets me excited is that in September of 2015, uh, Phil Spencer went on an interview with like IGN, like on, uh, on their, you know, the unlock podcast and basically said that, um, it's an exclusivity deal and that he's can't really discuss it. I want to go on record as saying Phil Spencer had no idea what he was asked and what he was saying when he gave right. that quote, because it makes no sense when it you go back and no read it. It makes no sense in context to what we've already known as fans, but for the general populace who might not, whatever, it felt like a real big punch to, to the gut. It was just like, oh, you know, he's completely skirted. It was just like, I don't like, you know, exclusivity deals and let's talk about our fall lineup. That's yeah. fine. That's I mean, I I don't fault Phil Spencer for that. He's in charge of Xbox. Why not? He's, he's got his marketing. Well, because it's the <laughs> fact is too that nice. asking the tough questions. To, I don't have to be mean. It's just that the fact <laughs> is, is that he's he's like where Yoshi P can speak more candidly and he and Yoshi P already kind of It's like asking Yoshi P about why I can't buy, you know, mm-hmm. A shirt in America is asking Phil Spencer, why isn't this game on Xbox? Well, he's not in charge of, you know, every, you know, nook and cranny of it. You know, like, he, you right. know, he's, he's can, got his hands I, in everything, but not, like, that deep in everything, right? 
when I when I say I understand the why Phil Spencer gave the answer he did, it doesn't mean I I like the answer. It doesn't mean that I think it was the right answer. It doesn't it, mean I, we think like that I, the answer makes any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it, it really was it was demoralizing because obviously anybody who's seen this show or follows me on Twitter knows like I like I've drawn stupid. You're like the poster boy for I'm like, for fourteen bring on the Xbox. Games to Xbox now. I have, you know, and I'm blessed in the sense that I've got a PC that can run the game. I've got a PS4. I also have an Xbox. I'm a fan of video games. Like it's, I like. No. Oh my gosh. You shut up. (laughs) Get out of town. But the reality is, is that there are people who don't have the ability to do or have what I have. And it's fine. It's like, they might be somebody who can specifically play on PlayStation or can specifically play on Xbox. They got to make a choice. And it's, you know, and what, what, whatever brought them to that. And it's unfortunate, especially with the way that 14 is set up, that they don't have that. If they picked Xbox, they right now don't have that ability to to be able to get into it. And to Yoshi P's credit and Square Enix's credit, I don't want them to bring Final Fantasy to the Xbox One if it gets segmented off, if it gets cut out, you know, cut out and, and divided from the rest of the community. That's not the way to go. Um, and so I've actually, you know, the fact that while I want 14 on the Xbox One, I don't want 14 on the on the Xbox One the way that phil spencer or xbox has dictated to square enix that, th- that they'll allow it if they do you know their own servers that are completely cut off from the from the environment i have no problem if they wanted to do their own server as long as players have the option to join into the entire community or just the xbox server which you know we i don't want to debate like all the varying problems there um but for the reality is is that out of the GDC, out of this, that developers will have the option to not just do uh, PC to PC, but when he said when they talk about networks like PSN, um, this is huge. Does it mean that we can see X uh, fourteen on Xbox One? Maybe, maybe not. Like I, I you know, think the way to look at it is, as far as like the policy goes, this is the policy that yeah. was causing this block. It was mm-hmm. Yoshida didn't want there to be segregation between systems and servers. And so right. until and he, he said several times, I mean, he told us, at, I think it was PAX East last year, he said, you know, I don't want only Xbox players on Xbox servers. That's not how this game should run. And he says, you know, we'd love to have it on the system, but this policy needs to change or whatever. Now it has. Mm-hmm. So the door, the door is open. The it's just a matter of, of, uh, of Square Enix, Working out, you know, the finer figuring details it, you know, and figuring out the finer details, yeah. and hopefully this means that those discussions that Yoshi P said that they're having are go a lot better, and they get it, they get it figured out. Obviously, my daughter's just gone home, <laughs> um, so hopefully this is the last barrier, um, and we'll hopefully learn more soon. And so I, I posted mm-hmm. up an article um, just yesterday, kind of about this, because there are some other concerns. People are like, "Well, they require Xbox Live Gold. Will they? Uh, will they not require it?" Um, you know, all of that, you know, can be, I think, worked out and there's mm-hmm. all, you know, gonna, everybody's going to have an opinion about, about any of that. But um, I guess all in all, if, if this is truly the last barrier down that was really keeping 14 off the Xbox, I hope that Square Enix and, and Xbox can get the and Microsoft get this get this resolved, because I personally and, and the kind of the whole point of the article after kind of like the history and the concerns and stuff was more that. Now is the perfect time, and you know I think you know, Andrew, you and I were kind of talking. About I do, yeah, you know, I do have a counterpoint here. Opinion, I'll let you do your <laughs> counterpoint in a second. But I think that because we don't have a major expansion release, because of kind of like you know we're, I mean, we've got the patches and stuff like that. But I think because the the fact that 
there's not an expansion. It's a perfect time to release the game um, from a me- from a marketing perspective. It's a marketing because you get a right whole now. new release, a whole new review, a whole new you know uh, discussion of hey, here's this game, and it hasn't been available to Xbox One, and Microsoft can do a press release, and Square can do a press release, and Ideally, for me, that falls sometime, you know, this summer, like where they can talk about it at E3 and build up the excitement because um, the next time that that happens is with 4.0, where the next Mm -hmm. expansion comes out for the different platforms and every, you know, you get that marketing push. And so really more from a marketing perspective, um, it would it makes sense to say here it is on the Xbox one and have that whole uh, that whole excitement and push behind it in a year that you you know we don't have an expansion mm-hmm. anyway so you I, have and a, my, you have my point thought. though I, I think is is realistically um it's going to take more time for them to get the finer details worked out and to actually you know get a working version on there granted um you know and you did mention xbox xbox one runs windows the game is built yeah. on windows so it shouldn't be that hard xbox one one runs windows 10 i am running yep. final fantasy on my windows right. 10 machine you know, while I think, yeah, there's going to be some things that, you know, you have to do, I, I hopefully, hopefully, because Yoshi P said they're ready to start as soon as they, they get the go ahead mm-hmm. from Microsoft. Hopefully it's just a matter of, of a, pro, a published profile and anybody who's worked with Unity and stuff like that knows it's like, yeah, there's some things that you you, know, you go in and check, et cetera. But you, some development as it's, as it's evolved has gotten way easier to be able to be multi-device. On, on that same page, though, and, and I mean, we even talked about this earlier. Um, this is a development team that's telling leads to try and do their best because the last quests were too short, and we don't have time to really implement a small little crossover quest or whatever at this time. Um, it's their time is is very much planned out already, and I think right. But the like from a and just so and for people who might not be aware of it though is that um those are different they're different type of engineers so like the people who oh, are doing sure. the quest yeah i mean there's like there's game, different like departments designers. within final fantasy 14. yeah and this is this would be more of an engineering uh, yeah. a platform engineering department now if they don't have the, the the bandwidth there then you're absolutely right you know it's that it's good it's either a matter of then hire somebody hire somebody to do it like another company um or or it waits you know and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the thing you either build you buy or you hire um, right. You know, and it's so, and that it's, but that would be specifically focused in that department. And one of the things I kind of talk about is that, you know, they did give us a new platform for Mac, and it really there were some problems. And in that case, for the Mac, they actually hired out; they hired another company mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, and there was problems with it, and they just recently put it back on sale with 3.2. And some of the people that I've talked with who have it say it's way better. It's not great; like you're still going to get better performance uh, off of Windows because with right. DirectX. But that's where, again, like I would tie back to, this is perfect. Xbox is DirectX. They got DirectX 12. You know, we got DirectX 11 on PC on your your graphics card, and and 12 is even more memory efficient. Ideally, it shouldn't be um, outside of this policy. I'm I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that's all it is. This was the the one stick in the mud that Square wasn't going to budge on and Microsoft wasn't going to budge on. Sounds like they budged. Hopefully that they can they can get some handshake and everybody makes money. Yeah, I mean this was this was this was the the thing holding the door closed. So I mean it, and it, you know now it's gone. And I think um, it's funny you mentioned the Mac version. I always I always wondered when they announced that. I'm like, well, how many people are only playing on a Mac? Are there serious? Like I I can't imagine. People. And this 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 is just me because I mean I don't have a Mac. I've been you know PC for forever. 
Um, but man, I can't imagine there's that many people that are playing this exclusively on a Mac. And if they are, I feel like they should know better. <laughs> right? I like, I am a Mac PC user and I'm a gamer. To play this game know. when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I had a Mac prior to yeah. that. Yeah, I, I I like Macs. Um, I'm a Mac and PC guy. I'm a software Macs, engineer. Macs are great for Microsoft, certain things. You know? Gaming but, uh, is not one of them. No, it no, will it's never not, be. It's, it's you know, and it's really kind of the fact that like when you look at DirectX, DirectX mm-hmm. um, from a technical and a power you know level, it really gets and opens up the graphics card, allows developers and you know and a lot of the thing is that not only that but people spend a lot of time with it you know so you kind of mm-hmm. get you know like i know how the architecture works i'm sure. comfortable well with you know it, you know what's really funny too from a development standpoint like is <laughs> you look at you look at um like major like triple a games now and you look at console and, and pc development and then maybe mac but then on the mobile side it's ios first then Android, and then maybe Windows. <laughs> yeah, like and, the, and that's it's where, the complete reverse of that. Yeah, and that's where that's hopefully funny. with Windows and their universal like uh, you know uh, Windows application environment UDP. I, yeah, uh, I've got the, the acronym wrong. That's where hopefully we'll start to see where they can develop once and have you know it's we're getting that's to right. this from a development perspective because of the costs that you want to be able to develop once and deploy to different. Uh, environments and so yeah um we'll hopefully start to see you know just that that and that also applies to gaming and that's where one of the coolest things that they talked about with at gdc and this is i think this outside of final fantasy is important to all gamers is that gaming is not about a device anymore it's about like you know it's you see phones and people like you know it's connectivity your games yeah it's all about that connectivity and it's that yeah i can play this game that's why anybody. Farmville was so cool because it's like right. I can play this I'm game not with like everybody on Facebook, you know? and that's where <laughs> yeah, and that's where with the, with the, I think one of the beautiful things about Final Fantasy XIV is they've always been device independent. It runs on PS3, it runs on PS4, it runs on PC. Mm-hmm. Hell, there are even rumors that it's going to run on the NX or whatever that system ends up being. You know, it's that. Mm-hmm. We don't care about what device you choose to use. That's your preference. Like your preference is to connect on a Mac. Okay, here you go. Your preference is PC. Awesome. Welcome to the family. Um, you know. It's I want to use Linux. <laughs> Get out. Can I? Can I? <laughs> wow. Man. No, I mean, you if, you run, if they, if they did a Linux client, it would run on the Steam box. So you can't like uh, like a Steam a Steam machine. I hope that with this is that with what we see with Sony and what we see with Microsoft is really what, you know, what we're seeing what Steam's trying to accomplish is that just play your games and buy the hardware that you want to buy yeah. and then you can play the games you want to play. And, you know, we'll always have these like, you know, platform exclusivities, but like all these multiplayer, all these multi-console games, Division, Destiny, all, you know, you know why does it matter like why can't i play with somebody you know mm-hmm. like play, i think that will increase the life of the game i think it will increase and make it easier for developers to be able to say hey we have you know we've got 10 million people playing our game great instead of saying we've got 10 million people but you can only play with three and you've got all the rest of the seven and then also you got that one holdout that one friend that's a holdout like what, yeah. what, what platform will we get I, in this you know game and that, that's me right like, now with, with the division i know a few friends uh from work that have it on xbox i know a few other friends that i've known for a long time have it on playstation and mm-hmm. it's like i just you know by the time i figure out what i would want to buy they're all going to be so far ahead of me that i'm not going to care anymore and i won't buy it so See, that's the great <laughs> well, thing about this, division yeah. though you start another character, play with your other friend, and it's still fun. Yeah. It's a really fun game. 
Yeah. I'm glad to hear that everybody's enjoying the division. That's exciting. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna wait to see what everybody's reaction to it is a couple months down the line. Right. <laughs> to see it's, 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 like, it's still the new kid on the block. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, yeah. check out the division. Well, you know, it's, it's so cool. I, well, let's wait to see what everybody does after the honeymoon phase. I really hate go. replaying <laughs> stuff. And uh, I've played through twice now to level up with friends who picked it up after I did, and I had no problem. It was still fun doing the same thing. Cool. Over That's again. good. That's really exciting to hear. Um, if anybody anyway, needs me, so I'll be I, doing Beastman dailies for like the 20 millionth time trying to get relic upgrade items. If anybody yeah, needs me. Those items. I'm crying myself. Um, I, I think, though, hopefully, you know, again, like, I'm happy that Final Fantasy wants to make sure that they, as a community we're not divided by our device. And hopefully yeah. that we get to basically open up our, you know, our community to a new device. I know people, you know, who, you know, you have the the fanboy war, you know, stuff, which is completely pointless, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> um, you know, it's but at the end of the day, like, um, I know another argument against is people are worried that the Xbox is going to bring in console limitations. And I just want to well, say before you get into your point on that, okay. anybody who's saying that is an idiot. <laughs> We, You're so much nicer this has than me. Been, this has <laughs> been a big deal right when A Realm Reborn was coming out because they're like, it's going to be on the PlayStation 3. And a lot of people that were in a Final Fantasy MMOs, you know, PS2 limitations is a common phrase for a lot of them. Yeah. And that was one of the, that was the first thing I asked Yoshida right before A Realm Reborn came out. And he's like, there's not going to be any issues with that because it's built on the PC if, if the consoles don't you know, meet whatever we want to do going forward with the game. We can easily drop support. Not a big deal. The game isn't bound by these systems. And everyone's like, oh, if you make it on Xbox, that's going to hold the game back. No, it's not. If they want to do something and the consoles are holding them back, they'll drop the consoles and move forward with those systems on the PC. Right. And in fact, what we'd probably actually see before anything else is when, uh, so PS4 is obviously like the, the, the most powerful console that you can, you can get. Um, on the market and from a memory architecture perspective it's just easier to build for um, Xbox is still pretty close you can go look at numbers it's got some you know it wins yeah. here or like on some things and you know it's like so regardless PC for uh, PS4 and Xbox are pretty powerful systems um, you know for the for the money you know then what you'll actually see being a limit you know you, you, we get let's say we get past PS3 because that that is going to you know cause issues no, that'll, that'll be the first system to drop that'll and they, the they to, will to drop it a lot of as people have been saying that, 4.0 if, if they, that hasn't if been they hold on to PS3 but. for 10 years I think everybody will all agree yeah. with you but um, the problem is is that once you kind of have PC, uh, PS3 it's actually going to be lower end PCs that will be the limiting factor before it's the Xbox One and the PS4 and they've, because, they've already run into those issues too I mean yep, they talked exactly. about when developing Heaven's Word um, flying around in certain areas um, just because of between the, the loading speed and how fast the mounts go and stuff you might fly by like a Quest NPC but he doesn't load right away or something and they've you know they did worked on you know optimizing it and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. but we are already I mean it's, the Heaven's Word areas are bigger areas um, and so yeah. that's it's starting to push the PS3 a little bit. Uh, there's there's no confirmation I think it's that push, I, I think Heaven's Word pushes the the PS3 to its limits. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like I've seen some people play on it. Uh, you know, you're right. It's that that quest loading comes in, and it's really the the idea that um, if they were going to expand on it, like it make you know the, the zones bigger and things like that, I, it's hopefully what they do in my opinion in this case is that with 4.0 with whatever that ends up being called is that ps3 isn't outright dropped it just doesn't get 4.0 so you can still continue to play 
and experience the zones in that in that world. And then once you hit you know 4.0, it's like, hey, come check out this, etc. Yeah. But it's going to be on a new platform. Um, but at the same time, if if doing that still, if that if if keeping PS3 around limits what they want to do with 4.0, then that might be hit the tough call. And mm-hmm. the only thing that we would be able to tell at that point is is that I think they were they said they're going to look at the the player base and see if, if you know 90 yeah. percent of everybody's on PS3. Well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. right now, like if if 4.0 is just more areas and dungeons and stuff, the piece the PS3 can handle that fine. Yeah. If you know 5.0 handles you know they add some crazy new kind of gameplay system into it where it's just it it makes the ps3 chug along and it's something that they really want to add they can drop ps3 support fine and the game you know the game will be fine and there's all these people i mean we you know we asked on 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 social media and people are like no like we don't want more consoles and it's just like you don't want more people playing the game with you is what you're saying when you say that because it's not going to hold the game back it may they, the devs may tweak certain things. Maybe they have an idea to do this, and it's like, well, it'll run a little better on the consoles if we do this, but they'll still include that content, and you won't know that they cut it anyway, so what does that right. matter, right? The, if they're the, adding the over, new big the, content, the other, Yeah, the other prevalent argument in that same kind of vein is, is that by adding in another platform means we're going to get less content, and that completely is false, namely because... Um, what drives the content we get is the operation budget that they that they have, and adding more players adds more to the operation budget, which adds in turn yeah. more content. And the fact is, is like again, the platform isn't the game. The guys who are in charge of the, uh, the deploying the platforms and all that aren't the guys who are making the dungeons and the art and all of that. And the best way you can get more game designers and artists and everybody who's working and building the content within the engine is to have more platforms bringing in yeah. uh, I mean, bringing more money. More more platforms means more players, means more money, means more content. It's it's <laughs> not rocket science, you know. Right. It's only going to help the community. And it's, it's you know, even out of the game. Science. Even out of the game, you know, if you get more players going, you're going to have a bigger community. You'll have more people posted on the forums or Reddit or whatever, and it's just mm-hmm. like you know, it's more word of mouth. Yeah, more people coming no up on YouTube making so against you know, it. let's plays and videos. And yeah, continuing the conversation. The nice thing is, is our community continues to grow. So you mentioned earlier, five million. It's like, yeah, that was what they said like last April. I'm, I don't know when yeah. the next time they're going to give us an yeah, update. I mean, it, and it is, it is registered accounts, right? And you always got to point that out. It's not active users; it's registered accounts, right? Well, because they they want to make sure that they use the bigger number. But well, that's people still a lot get of people. hung up on subscribers because an, a registered user is either somebody who's been you know who's bought the game, is who's they have played the game, money. people that have played the game, right? And they've actually that invested money in it because it's not they don't count the the free trials, you know, in that number. So it's people who have put money down, and one of two things is that that person will either come back with the right incentives, mm-hmm. or or they might not. So it's while you want the subscriber is important for your 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 operational budget, that registration number is is huge, and a lot of people write that off. Um, whereas that, you know, with 3.2, we see a huge uptick in people who have, were taking a break because people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, subscribers are, are people who are you know either active or inactive and and they can the majority of them bounce back and forth you do have a, a, a population that comes in and plays and then leaves and that's probably not going to come back um, for whatever various reasons but when you have somebody who you know is that subscriber they're going to be either be active or inactive and reporting on that number at any point in time I think it only uh, 
it doesn't really going to help you or hurt you uh, in terms of today we had 1.2 and then tomorrow we had you know 1.5 and uh, it, it just varies especially by content to content but I think that registration number is really huge and important because again it's like you know let's say you're on a break and then now you've got mm-hmm. that free trial right we got the yeah. free four days well like, hey you know I've been on, I haven't checked it out in a while a couple of my friends exactly. are taking a break they're coming back now they're coming back um, because of that free four days they're like Oh, this is great. And so it, it continues that conversation and it makes somebody, again, jump back in uh, to the fold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah. at the end of the day, getting getting the system on Xbox isn't going to hurt anything. It's just going to mm. get more players involved and more content in the end. And the only people, thing people that, that are the, making a fuss about it are just. Yeah. The only thing stupid. that's important for me is that for if for some reason adding it to the Xbox added more development time to release a patch, let's say for some reason they had to spend an extra two or three weeks then that is where that would be an argument that I could set stay like they need to figure that out. They need to hire the right people and get that in place so that we don't have this giant delay across the board. But then but then again going back to that, if mm-hmm. if if that is the case and we're not saying that it is Yeah, if we don't know. They release it on another console, they will get more players. Yeah, they get will more have players. more money. They'll be able to hire an extra guy that can, you know, QA <laughs> Xbox One only or something. Like it's yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not an issue. Anyway, you guys I'm, are I'm so hoping... passionate today. Well, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. really hoping. Obviously, I don't expect that we're going to get it, you know, next month or by June or something. But I'm. You hoping would love it if we did. Oh, I would be <laughs> sad. I, this would be like, I, you know, not tomorrow, I'm... Brian. I just got the email. <laughs> oh man, don't don't. I think I think I think Jesus is risen. Is and, uh, and Xbox One gets Final Fantasy. I think 14. 4.0 is is a good time. I I I mm-hmm. do understand your your bit about having you know for marketing it would be a good time to do it um you know for the players 4.0 makes more sense because for the same cost because they would have that catch-up edition mm-hmm. they would get the the arr heaven's word and then 4.0 once because if they if they do release it this year let's say this summer um or heck even the fall then when the 4.0 comes out then it's like hey and here's this you know here's this expansion i don't know if uh, financially that is better for the players or not, but um, I think yeah. I think it just it it makes more sense because I think a lot of people have been expecting 4.0 to land in like spring next year, um, which which gives them plenty of time to to you know tweak the Windows version onto a, a you know a Windows based console. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it just it's a good time, especially if if 4.0 is not going to be story gated. We don't know what the level gate is going to be on it. Right, uh, I would assume probably 50 or 60, but. Um, it just, I don't know, it feels like a good time. I mean, looking back at, at 11, um, Otter Gone launch was, was on Xbox it's Huge 360. for Final That's 11. when that came out, yeah, right with the, that expansion. And so that was that mm-hmm. was their kind of like 4.0. So, you know, it's, it was it's, a, that, that it's a good brought in a ton of, yeah. um, of players, both new and returning. Like, I was on a break from 11, and with that on Xbox 360, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll jump back in. This is awesome. I mean, you know, back I'll... in back in the the day. I mean, the the game was running on on PS2, and for people to be able to get the game on a on their Xbox 360, if they maybe didn't have a PC yet or they had an older PC, like that was that was huge. Xbox 360 mm-hmm. was was I think that also hugely gave... popular in, in North America. I think that also extended the life of Final Fantasy XI three or four years. You know, it just have that influx of, of players. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like. Registra- registration numbers are really important. When you're running around the game and you see all those little leafs, that's 
huge. That's that's really important for the success and the life of an MMO. Having new blood come in and and you know being yeah. able to do that. If you don't see those leaves, that would be a sign that something's wrong. But the fact is that we have a you know there's always new people checking out the game. And the I would be very interested. That I know we'll never get it. But what's the conversion rate from a trial to somebody who goes and buys the game? That yeah, would be something that would be that well, would be I a mean, big tell. Looking, looking at the at this past patch too, and I know we mentioned this in the write up. I mean, we just got the mentor system, we just got the hall mm-hmm. of the novice, all yep. these tools to aid new players. Yeah. And so now that we have those, adding in, you know, I said, another I console, said it like it's, in our, in it's a great, it's a great time year. to do it. It's not yeah. going to happen right away. But even if it doesn't, now that those right tools away, are in place, is, these, these tools are in place to help. Yeah. And I even said it right at the beginning of this year, and you can go back to an early podcast. I was like, Uh-oh. I was like, I don't believe. That this means we're going to get an Xbox One, but it it, it it it's it's for me even before the GDC things, I was like it signifies that they're doing these things to like in, in anticipation to, for a large fl- influx of people. It's because it's because they they know they're getting new people. It's not even anticipation. Mm-hmm. It's right. we are getting and that, new and people. That was that need. was your counter argument at the time. Yeah. It was like, well, we're always getting in new people. It makes sense to have these tools. And I go, I agree with you. I'm but I'm hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at, that. And at the time, I would have called it. Wasn't you, like, the most, yeah. It wasn't yeah. that long ago, guys. Like, it was, I remember it, the like huge, hopeful smile on your face. <laughs> well, it, it's like, and it's not. But it's like one of these days, he like goes to bed and he like hugs, yeah. hugs his Xbox. He's like, soon, buddy. I'll I'll pick up the game soon. absolutely if it comes out on Xbox. But there's a lot of my oh, friends, yeah. that, you know, just have the Xbox, and I'm like, and they're like, oh, we would play with you, but our my PC's five years old, and it's just it, you know, it, I, I use it for email, and I go, I understand. Uh, and I don't feel like buying a PS4 because I'd, I'd a, play with you, but I have a Mac. I have, I have I have three kids that I'm trying to you know feed. And I'm like I, I totally hear you, buddy. I I don't want you to go out yeah. and do anything that you can't do. So it'd be it'd be great for that that option. My hope is, and in fact, I was talking with the guys over at Discord uh, this week about it. Is I was like, okay, Final Fantasy 14 on Xbox One, Discord app for Xbox One and PS4. No then I can just have my controller hook in my headset talk on discord and it's all handled and managed for me rather than having multiple things going and oh, then boy. the discord people were like well that's part of our vision i'm like yes you know mm-hmm. let me know and then i was like let me know if you can i can help and they're like all right but uh, we're not looking for volunteers i'm like ah oh. <laughs> <laughs> i would totally write that app for you guys you i go. love xaml <laughs> anyway so the there you end. go i think i think that's it did, did anybody else michelle you were pretty pretty quiet that whole time you guys yeah, she's in the anti Xbox camp. She's like, no. No, she's I'm like, not against whatever. I'm not against Xbox. I'm just I've left consoles behind for the longest time. So Yeah. Well and that's that's it. that's kinda of what like they were talking about at GDC is that we're seeing that for the uh, the cost. They used to be consoles for the cost was way more attractive because you didn't have to go spend tons of money on a PC um, to be able to play games, but now hardware is is, you know, improving at such a fast rate that when you lock yourself into a console for like seven years you you get quickly out of date you know it's like because mm-hmm. of the fact that's like oh on a pc for uh you know a thousand bucks you can have you know you can be running these games and and all and and have all this great technology so um they did talk about like an upgrade upgrade, pro, uh, upgrade program and there's even rumors now of a ps4.5 uh. that's going to be like 
4K stuff, and it's like... I read that, and it's like, yeah, it'll have, like, 4K support. I'm like, that's cool. We're still getting games, games that don't even run at 1080, like, and you're right. worried about you're 4K not gonna, support. I don't think, Come on. Well, they're not, and then I don't think we're going to see 4K video game development being required no. for a while, because no, no. it's just going to be huge amount of art assets to be to be managed. You're not, but, no, no, no console's going to be able to support that. But they're talking about, like, more for 4K TV and streaming and stuff like that, but it's that like, could, they're... They're going yeah. to be doing this. It sounds like we're going to be getting in this hardware integration and whether they can successfully turn it into an upgrade. I know a lot of people call back to Sega's 32 uh, and the CD. Oh, yeah. It's like, yep. well, you know, we could be in a situation like that and then not take off. Um, but it depends. You know, well, well, I think we'll probably see some information. Now that, you know, obviously you're like, why am I listening to video game news outside of Final Fantasy on the Final Fantasy podcast? But um, <laughs> the the reality is we'll probably hear some more information about E3. And th- I think we're going to see more of a continued um, conversation because mm-hmm. essentially the consoles, whether they want to admit it or not, are still compete. Are they're, they're competing with this. And this is on a yearly hardware upgrade cycle that people go and do. And um, the question is, is how can um, console manufacturers um, not get left in the dust on the six year plan. And I think it ties into it's hard. It looks at you look at the PC. My yep. games that I bought ten years ago still run on my PC where as opposed to we just got backwards compatibility for the three you know, for three sixty. For for, so, for some games, not all the games. For some games. Yeah. If they can get out of this hardware, uh, the game being attached to the hardware, um well I think we'll see a uh, we'll see yeah. resurgence in the in the console market in that sense. I mean not that it's struggling but Anyway. I think I think something too that's interesting is going back maybe like three or four years um, when like the cloud technology started to, to really get looked at. Everyone's like, oh yeah, consoles are going to go away, um, and and now it's it's looking like they just want to. It's like you, you they want to unify all the networks, mm-hmm. and then they want to like let you upgrade the consoles. But the problem with that is, you know, if if I have five hundred five hundred bucks, I can either upgrade my PC. Mm-hmm. Or I could like upgrade or get like a side grade for a console. I'm not gonna side grade my console. That's right. just stupid. Well, um, uh, yeah. And the other thing is, is like the the thing that makes. And if we look at kind of the Steam Machine, you know, the thing that makes the Steam Machine that Xbox and all that, like uh, PlayStation, is that it's easy to kind of get set up. It doesn't take a lot of effort. You don't have to worry about drivers. And the thing is, is that the PC world has actually gotten much much better. At mm-hmm. that, uh, at those issues, and uh, and uh, and I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna butcher this. Lola Lou 72 in the chat's talking about um, the issue though is that if you kind of buy your PC with with not uh, kind of as a pre-built, not for gaming, those those machines aren't gonna last as long as that if you go and specifically like try to get something, um, you know, kind of for that. And you're absolutely right. The real yeah. real the real answer and the real kind of like rule of thumb for this entire conversation is you get what you pay for. Um, mm-hmm. But the, what, what I'm advocating for in this case is that just because you can't afford a that the top of the line hopefully doesn't limit you to being able to participate in that. And that's where the sure. brilliance of how they designed, like you said with the OCP, how they designed 14 to be able to run on the top, top stuff and they keep introducing yeah. and improving on it. But it, they made it so scalable that they can, it can run on PS3. That it can run on this, and you know, and so then they're, you're sacrificing visual fidelity, and it's really only to the point where if it starts affecting features and content they want to introduce, then that's when they. That's yeah, when really, they, really, that, that it's just, it's going to be like deep systems that are integrated into the core of the game. Like I know um, my fiance had a PS3 for a little bit after Heaven's Word, uh, and she did Void Arc on it, and she's like, it looks terrible. 
mm-hmm. like just with the textures and stuff because it's it's not even run in 720 on on the ps3 right. it's like an upscale i forget what what the exact resolution runs on but she's like it void art just looks terrible um and Sounds it's terrible <laughs> and it's you know it's one of those things too where um you know, okay, so maybe maybe they do have a, a, a PS4.5, and maybe it can, you know, maybe has a little more memory or something like that. Mm-hmm. The problem is going to be, um, and and kind of going off topic while staying on topic, um, they just released Hyrule Warriors for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you know, they have the 3DS, and then they have the upgraded version, they have the new 3DS. Right. Which runs the game good, you can do 3D mode on it. If you have the normal 3DS, you can't enable 3D. And the frame rate is so bad, it's almost unplayable. That's what happens when you start doing side grades of systems, is you're going to get these games where it's like, it kind of runs on PS4 if you like really crappy, laggy games, but it runs okay on the PS4.5. And that's something we need to get as far away from as mm-hmm. possible, I think. Yeah. Well, and that's your episode, right? Like, that will be... I think that would be very unfortunate and you would see where it wouldn't be necessarily Square's uh, fault, but that would be where I think a lot of people would get very uh, sour to it. Yeah. Uh, and to the point where it's like, can somebody just sell me a PC that is awesome and that I can just put under my TV go. and everything hooks up? Oh, that's what we're trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Yuki Yashiro um, in the chat here is saying PS3 has made them fall out of uh, Endgame due to limitations and loading. Yep. Um, you can yeah, you when, could totally it's, it's, slap an SSD in your you PS3 can, as that's a, as that's stupid as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that also being said, it is really easy to to swap oh, yeah. out the hard drive on a PS3. I mean, my my fiance she she actually put a solid state drive in her PS3, which sounds so weird to me, like you know on on the older hardware. But it you know we'd be playing together. I'd be on my laptop on the couch. She'd be on her PS3. Her PS3 was loading faster <laughs> than my laptop, which is a pretty decent gaming laptop. Um, and so, I mean, that's that's always an option. But yeah, I mean, I think as as long as people can still play the game comfortably, maybe mm-hmm. it'll load a little slower or something. But as long as the game runs comfortably, um, it'll it'll continue to be supported. And until um, we get a system that Square Enix wants to implement, not something that's like we're thinking about this, but we have a little leeway. It's something that's like this is exactly what we we're gonna do. We're not gonna change anything on it. PS2 or PS3, you know, I'm so used to saying PS2 limitations. You know, PS3 memory just won't support what we absolutely 100% want to do. Then they'll drop the console and it won't be a big deal. It won't hold the game back. They'll do what they want to do regardless. Mm-hmm. And so it's not an issue. Yeah, and in case, especially talking to Yuki here, just her saying it's that, like, while that SSD is an option, I mean, unless you get a really good deal on it, I would always recommend in this case that you just set that money aside and invest in a PS4, a PS4 or something. Yeah. Um, you know, and because uh, I hope and what I would like to see if they do decide to, to move from PS3 with 4.0, I hope they bring back the upgrade program where it's like, hey, you're on oh, PS3. Yeah. Why don't you just upgrade to the your uh, the PS4? Oh, absolutely, for free. absolutely, we'll do that. I mean, right now with Final Fantasy 11, um, March 31st, they're dropping console support. After mm-hmm. after like twelve years, um, and twelve so, years, man, that is a lot impressive. of it's a lot of PS2 time, and so mm-hmm. they're making it. You know, there's like here's how here's the download link for the PC version. Here's how to you know if you need to like migrate account information or whatever. Here's how to do it, and I have no doubt that if if they need to do that for you know either new consoles or dropping you know PS3 or something, I I think they'll do that. But um, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I think that uh, horse has been affecting me. I feel like uh, I feel like we did two podcasts today. Right? Yeah, this is a long episode. Just chop it off at a certain point and be like... <laughs> part one and part two. Uh-huh. This is about horsing. I'm going to release the everything. whole thing as one episode. It'll be great. Oh, I'll, yeah. have to, I'll have to look and see what our longest one is. This probably isn't it. I think our longest episode is probably like one of the first where all we did was like quote Famitsu magazines about these are leave quests and we have like Allison and Rogadin and God, those were <laughs> the days. Eating up any any little bits of info we could get, man. Oh yeah. And now we're here talking about new consoles and PvP and add-ons that we still don't have and <laughs> and Sky Bears. Sky Bears. Sky Bears. Someone's um, excited. I I I'm excited, but I want a polar bear mount. Because even even if I had warrior and I had the bear mount, it's still not sky bear. It's just brown bear that can now fly, right? It needs to be the polar bear, so it can be sky bear. Yeah. And part of me also wants it because I know that the description would be fantastic. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Off to off to talk to Coach. Be like, hey, so like, can you make up some little like lore about How like a flying a bear? bear? Fly? How he like scaled the cliffs or something in Corthus and yeah, they would totally play into that. That'd be great. Um, so that'll do it here for this episode of Aetherite Radio. Uh, thanks to everybody that tuned in uh, in the Twitch chat here and uh, joined our discussion. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so. At, uh you know we would like we'd like emails. We haven't gotten emails in. I couldn't even tell you what the last time was that we got some emails. Uh, radio at GamerEscape.com. <laughs> that might be, yeah, that might have been the last time we got some. Uh, radio at GamerEscape.com. Or you can tweet at us at radio. We are also uh, available there at GamerEscape on Twitter as well. Uh, we're on iTunes. If you uh, would like to download the audio podcast for this you can go on itunes if you do leave us some reviews let people know what you think of the show or tweet about the show or tell your friends tell your fc whatever you want to do spread the word party finder party finder <laughs> there there it is yeah yeah um make sure to check out our interview with uh, susan calloway on our last episode and uh other than that check we'll out be our back. song too if you haven't if you haven't downloaded yeah it, the yeah, artist cut of answers mm-hmm. definitely check that out and uh, we'll be back here in a few weeks. I'm thinking we'll probably get one more episode in uh, right before PAX East, and then maybe we'll do one right after, depending on uh, if, if there's anything that comes out of there. They did mention PAX East during the uh, live letter today. Um, no info about what's actually going to be there. Well, yeah, they got <laughs> PAX East, and then pretty much the next week they have the first live letter um, with uh, 3.3 Part 1 content. Yeah, so, so right um, after. That was poorly it's like, timed. It's, it's, it, well, it's a week. a week. It's like, you know, Move so it's like he'll be here and then the next week they yeah. have it. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll figure out if, if there's any real significant things that, you know, we want to discuss. Or no, and, and, and you know, E3 will be here before we know it. So lots of lots of big events coming our way. So I'm sure we'll get uh, some information at those. So thank you for everybody for tuning in. Thanks to Brandon Zanija for joining me. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody.